Blog Talk Radio. Finally, can we take a moment and stop listening to these idiots long enough to get the cars for kids jungle back in my head? Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com you are listening to jock journal radio news opinion and discussion for all you jock stars You are listening to Jack Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co-host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com. So, get on the line and become a Jock Star. One beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey. Beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of the Sports Drive here with Sean Man and Josh Lopez, the most not politically correct sports talk radio show in the United States. With open phone lines for you at 602 753 1743. We also have a text line at 779 so if you have any questions or comments throughout today's show, dial up 779 type in the word text, space, and then the message. My name is Josh Lopez. I am the student of Game of Sports and Professional Wrestling. I'm at Twitter at WZJoshLopez. Uh, follow Big Win Frank Sprinkle at Twitter at Frank. Let's get all our particulars out of the way. As always, we're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Fridays for the Sports Drive from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, which makes it 9 a.m. to 12 in the Central, which uh, if you live in the West or anywhere else, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> it's 7.03. Thank you. Also, we're on Facebook. It's the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Check it out. We post our old episodes there, and also I have a bunch of recap articles that I do where all the NBA, NHL, and NFL games that are going on right now. Also, we got a big show today. We've got a lot to discuss.
discuss was talk about the Giants Dolphins game. Did he enjoy it? Was he good? Was it worth watching? I'll explain why I'm going on a New England Patriots boycott. Uh, we had the full rundown posted on here. We had the Skippy Bayless Bash of course, at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll talk about Pete Rose being banned. Once again, more in-depth discussion with the breaking news I broke during yesterday's show. And we found an interesting article from Yahoo Sports that's going to get Sean Mann, the update man, pretty upset. With that said, let's introduce the gang here. Let's go all the way down to Blue Bubble Bee, Indiana. The Blue Bubble Bee Gale Force win, the big win, Frank Spranko. Tis the season. Why can't it be the Red Bumblebee? Can't you think of anything new for once, Blue Bumblebee? How about the Red Bumblebee? Doesn't Santa Claus wear red? Isn't Christmas sweaters in red? How about we call it the Red Bumblebee, just for the holidays. Okay, I'll 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 let you be the Red Bumblebee this week. Why not? Anyway, let's okay, but then after Christmas, I'm back to blue. All right, let's introduce the co-hosts of Sports Drive here: Sean Mann, the historian man from Lane, Idaho, and Gutterball City, USA, Bowling Alley. All right, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Drive on Tuesday, December 15th, 2015. Weather right now is about 32 degrees. There's no snow on the ground, but pretty cloudy and stuff. A chance for maybe some snow, not today, but maybe later in the week. Doing okay in general, wide awake, got a lot of stuff to get to. How are you, Josh? How's the weather in the Windy City? And how are you, Frank? And how's the weather out there in Indiana? Oh, our our weather... (laughs) <laughs> Our weather consists of the same weather, so if you want yeah, a uh, description, you want a good description, son. It's basically mm-hmm. looking like the Midwest version of Germany out here. I mean, <laughs> there's some light, but it looks like a funeral outside. <laughs> it looks All like right, I boys, live, we got a lot. Looks yeah. like I live by uh, a we factory. We got a lot. To, <laughs> the swap meat factories, the slaughterhouses. It looks it looks like there, it with this with this cloudiness outside. There is there is a slaughterhouse by um US Cellular Field, but uh, anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh we got a lot to get to boys. Uh, uh of course the Monday night football game from last night. Uh the Dolphins lose to the Giants thirty one to twenty four. Um I was watching Monday Night Raw, probably the best Monday night raw of the year last night. I had a blast covered it, so I did not get to I so I did not get to watch the game. I saw highlights of it, but the Giants won. They're six and seven now. They're tied for first place in the NFC East with the Washington Redskins what and the thought. Philadelphia Eagles. What a uh, thought. I'll, let's start with Sean here. How much of the game you watched yesterday, buddy? And what was your thoughts on it? I did not watch the uh, game at all yesterday, Josh. Thank you for asking. I was watching wow. a couple. Of- Christmas movies, but then I uh, woke up and saw that they had won their game. Actually, saw it on my phone that they won 31 to 24 in a game that the Giants really, really need to have to keep their slight playoff hopes alive. This is a game that Eli Manning needed to show people that he could still be back as quarterback for the Giants. It's a really going to be interesting uh, the next few weeks how the NFC East plays out. 
For the other side, if you look at the Miami Dolphins, uh, like I pointed out yesterday, whoever wins keeps their playoff hopes alive. Whoever loses is pretty much likely to be out of playoff contention. Huge loss for the Miami Dolphins. And we got to remember with the Dolphins, they have not been a team that's really been big since, oh boy, uh, you know, Chad Pennington and the Dolphins of 08 when they made the playoffs. Or, of course, even when Jay Fiedler was there as their quarterback when he took over for Dan Marino in 2000. I have to say, though, this give props to the Giants. They stepped up when they had to. They knew they lose this game. They're pretty much out of the playoffs. I think this game was more important for the Giants than it was for the Dolphins. And that Odell Beckham 84-yard touchdown reception with 11 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter was the turning point of the game. It sucked the air right out of the Dolphin fans and out of that football stadium on Monday night. Uh, I just... It's good, like I said, be interesting to see what happens next few weeks and be interesting to see where the Giants are at because remember all this week, the Giants were taking, gentlemen, so much criticism after they blew a 10-point lead to the Jets. But you got to remember this with the uh, New York football Giants. That's been their story the entire NFL season. They've had those leads where they've had 10-point leads. And I'm sure, Josh and Frank, before we get to Frank on this, I'm sure the Giants were kind of saying no let-ups. We've seen how we've blown games this year. We've lost games in heartbreak like three or four times this year. They just couldn't afford to slip or let up. And right now it's a three-team race. You can start ruling out Dallas because Dallas is out of there, but we'll save that when we get there. Uh, what do you think, Frank? What do I think? I would have to say the New York Giants fans were not drinking all that booze that Stone Cold was describing at the top of the show. Listen, this New York Giants team finally was able to protect a lead. I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I have had trouble investing any faith in the Giants winning any games because of the fact that they have blown leads, because of the fact that they haven't been consistent. But you were talking about Eli Manning, and the guy had four touchdowns. The guy did have a great game. I think we've seen better from Eli Manning in the past in terms of actual statistics. But this was pretty darn good here. He threw for over 300 yards, the four touchdowns. What, what's impressive here about Eli Manning is that if he doesn't turn over the football, the New York Giants have an excellent shot of winning games. And Odell Beckham Jr., listen, it's about time that we start saying Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is this remarkable receiver. He does things that are impossible to do. Guys, he does this pretty much every week. What is impossible? What is remarkable? What is improbable for Odell Beckham Jr. is nothing more than routine these days. Oh, and by the way, as far as the Miami Dolphins go, I guess the highlight of the night for the Miami Dolphins was actually seeing uh, the great Miami Dolphins. See, you guys know they honored their ninth, their history, their 50 years of existence, going back to 1966. I mean, you're talking about a team that uh, has won two Super Bowls in that time. They've gone 17-0, and 0, of course, the 1972 team. And I guess that was the best part of the night for the Miami Dolphins fans. And also, by the way, uh, the logo that the Miami Dolphins have, that they had last night, the vintage Miami Dolphin logo and the uniform, geez, why did the Dolphins change all of that? Are they trying to uh, jumpstart a new era? Because you talk about the Miami Dolphins and their inconsistency. Sean, this inconsistency for the Miami Dolphins, sure, they made playoff appearances here and there, but this inconsistency for Miami goes back to Dan Marino. Ever since Dan Marino retired, I mean, how many guys have started at quarterback 
for the Miami Dolphins. It has been inconsistent. Before I get before I get to your thoughts, though, Josh, not since I'm trying to take over host role here, what do you think, Frank, the Dolphins need to do? Where, where do they need to go for the offseason? Because they aren't going to make the playoffs. That loss pretty much doomed their chances of trying to even have a shot at the wild card. Where do the Dolphins need to go? What do they need well, to I do? Think, listen, as far as a new quarterback goes, I don't think that's necessary. I think with Ryan Tannehill, you see what he can do next year. But here's another thing, too, guys. Uh, how do uh, – there, there could be a whole new administration here next year. Uh, I mean, you got an interim head coach in uh, Dan Campbell. We don't know exactly what's going to happen here, whether he's going to be retained as Dolphins head coach or not. But that's going to be interesting to see uh, within itself. I think the Miami Dolphins do need a lot of work. With Madonna and Sue, you have the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the National Football League. I think you look at building around Nadamik and Sue here, but as far as Tannehill goes, you need more you need more weapons around him. You need more wide receivers. You need to build around Tannehill and Sue. Because as far as the quarterback and certainly as far as the defensive star on that team, you can build around them who knows how good you can be. But guys, let's talk about this. What about the New York Giants? They gotta face the Carolina Panthers next week in a game that all of a sudden has become Perhaps I, the blockbuster and, game of the NFL next week. And I can't wait until we get into that. And I, I'm just saying with the Dolphins, though, just to give my, my thoughts about them, it's, you know what, Josh and Frank, it's almost as though it's just been the year of change for the Miami Dolphins. Think about where the team was. They fired Joe Philbin after they lost 27-14 to against the Jets when they had to go to Wembley Stadium to play in London, England. They had to deal with uh, – uh, coordinators, yet Ryan Tannehill not being happy. Miami's got a lot of unexpected what-ifs heading into next year. They're not, no, I'm counting the Dolphins out. They will not make the playoffs. They would need I knew that. They they would need the Jets to collapse. They would need Pittsburgh to collapse. Kansas City to collapse. It's not going to happen. They're pretty much done. They're behind Um, the eight ball. Josh, your thoughts about uh, about the Dolphins, what do you think they need? I was I was glad I saved this question until we got to the start of the show. And what do you think of the Giants? Um, I mean, their their offense is good. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be naive and dumb and say that old Del Beckham Jr. doesn't bring anything to the table. It's kind of ironic, you know. The guy uh, was on the cover of Madden this year, and he hasn't what? got injured yet. So maybe the trend is coming well, to right. an end. Maybe the curse is right. coming to an end. Um, so what you know, it's been, it's been. A, I can really define this year in the NFL by what you were mentioning earlier about the Giants and how they've been in so many close games. You can say that for a lot of teams this year, especially for those teams that have losing records or about to be eliminated for the playoffs. I mean, I saw a post from ESPN uh, show the certain teams that are eliminated for the playoffs race. So you have the Chargers, you have the Ravens, you have the Lions I saw on that list, uh, Cleveland, of course, and Tennessee. So, you know, a lot of these teams, and especially the Bears, uh, had a lot of these games decided by a field goal or a touchdown or less. So, Maybe we would say a different tune about the Giants if they were winning the games. But if and if if my mother had balls, she'd be my father. So we can't really deal with what if. So so anyway, uh, before we move on here, 
I got to bring this up because obviously now we have the Eagles, the Redskins, and the uh, Giants now tied in first place in the NFC East. We got the Giants taking on the Panthers. Okay, we have Carolina uh, coming into New York. We have the Eagles against the Cardinals. I don't know who the Redskins are, but oh, they're playing Buffalo. My bad. Redskins playing Buffalo this week. You are bad. Now look. I I've seen my case on this show a couple times already, but my impo- my honest opinion, and you can call if disagree with me at six zero two seven five three one seven four three or hit up our text line seven seven nine four eight or uh, send the email at josh at joshjournal dot com. I feel that no team from the NFC East right now deserves this, deserves a playoff spot. Thank Not you. Really. I agree with that. Am I wrong? Maybe. No, I, I agree. Wrong. With you. You're preaching. You're preaching. Listen, listen, Reverend oh. Reverend Lopez. You're preaching to everybody. I I agree with Josh. I agree with you because this uh, this has been an absolute. This is the part of the NFL which really irks anybody off. While you've got below 500 teams, these three teams are not very good. Whoever comes out winning the NFC East division will likely be knocked out. Yeah, whoever whoever comes out of the NFC East will likely be knocked out in the first round. You just don't see them see see one of these three teams making a deep playoff run in the month of January. I'm kind of going through the schedules right now as we speak. The Giants, Panthers at home, at Vikings, hosting the Eagles. That's a real tough schedule for the New York Giants. I don't even see them making it to the playoffs. When I look at the Eagles, their next three weeks are kind of – you know, kind of. You know, the Giants are, of course, on their schedule, but Philadelphia yeah. is a team that's got. I'm looking at that schedule: hosting the Cardinals, hosting the Redskins, and at the Giants. So you're looking at two NFC East opponents uh, for the Washington Redskins. They're a team that has. I'm looking at three games: hosting the Bills, at the Eagles, you know, at the Cowboys. I just hard to say who can get in there as a playoff team. Uh, I look at the Redskins, maybe. But like I pointed out on a group today on Facebook, and I was talking about it, I put up a post about it, and I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, you know what? It's going to come down to what? Uh, it's going to come down like this for the Redskins. First, they have to realize very well they have to win games on the road. The Redskins, like you pointed out, Frank, they have not been a very good road team. For Until the- Sunday. For the Giants, these are the three biggest tests of the season. They lose maybe two or all of them. Say goodbye to the playoffs. I can't say they, they're going to lose. Yeah, I, they're not going to beat Carolina, and Let we'll save that when we. They'll lose to Carolina, and we'll save that when we get there and we make our picks for Friday. But I just the way I look at it right now is that this is one of the weakest divisions in the NFL. That. And, of course, Josh, I'm not going to try to get off the subject here, and also the AFC South, but we'll leave it like that. And I wonder how, Frank, you feel about the way this whole NFC East looks with these three, six, and seven teams and their okay, guys, that listen, three weeks. Guys, guys, look, I'm going to go on a limb here and say the Washington Redskins, the team that is in first place right now, they have the tiebreaker in the NFC East. I'm going to, I'm going to say they're one, that they're the ones that win this division. Because take a look at their next game. They got their final home game of the year against the Buffalo Bills. I do think that Washington can defeat Buffalo because they have played pretty darn well at home. They did lose a close one a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football. Actually, a week ago, a little more than a week ago on Monday Night Football. 
to the Dallas Cowboys. Then they go to Philadelphia. I can see that easily being a win for the Washington Redskins, although I, maybe I should retract the word easily because Philadelphia has all of a sudden decided after Thanksgiving to turn it up a couple matches. And I understand that the Dallas Cowboys did defeat the Redskins just a little more than a week ago at home. But this is a, Red, a Cowboys team that's pretty much shot in the foot. We know they're not going to eliminate the, the Cowboys from this race because it's a three-team race. Uh, with what I've seen in terms of how the Redskins have played, and Kirk Cousins really stepping up and doing a fine job, a, a pretty decent job, I'd have to say, as the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins in the midst of all of this RG3 controversy and crap, i got to say that this clearly is Washington's division to win. Eliminate, look, we know the Dallas Cowboys have been eliminated. The, the New York Giants, they, are, they cannot lose a game here, guys. They cannot. Uh, as far as the Carolina Panthers go, I mean, I know we'll talk more about this on Friday, but say what you want. I don't want to play this Carolina Panthers team. I have, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I am highly convinced Carolina's going to go uh, 16-0, and run the table as far as the regular season goes. So the Giants, I don't see them winning this division. Philadelphia, I, I really believe Washington has the edge over Philadelphia. And I'll, I'll tell you this too, Frank. Okay, with the Giants, possibly, with the Giants. yeah, with the Giants, they know, and I think uh, we can agree with them. The Carolina is the team that nobody really wants to play. With Car- with, you? With, 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 no, with, with the Giants, Frank and and Josh. Here's the way I look at this situation: the Giants, if they do not make the playoffs, which I don't see happening. They will look back at this season, and they will look at games that they should not have lost. Dallas opening night when they went there week one, when they lost and a chance to move the ball 12 inches, couldn't get the ball in the end zone, which really doomed their chances. Then, of course, against the... Yeah, then, of course, against the Atlanta Falcons, they had a 10-point lead. They blew that. Then they lost a heartbreaker against the uh, New Orleans Saints down in the Superdome. The game against the Patriots, they blew a 10-point lead there. Should have won that game. Yeah, then they blew the game against the Jets on very bad controversial decisions. They'll look at this. They'll look back at this season. They'll think of the games that they blew because those losses, when you blow games, they really pile up and they really come back and possibly – haunt you yes, at they the have. end of the season. Possibly. No, the no, Red, no, they have haunt them. For the Redskins, if they don't make the playoffs, if the Redskins don't, they'll look back at the season and they'll think about the games they lost on the road. Sure, they were good at home, but the Redskins could not win games on the road. One in five on the well, road well, has really well, doomed well, their chances a lot this year. Well, I think you got to look at it this, Sean, because this sure. race is really going to come down to the three quarterbacks because you don't know which guy is going to show up. You don't know if you're going to get Bradford or you're going to get Sam Bradford who walked into the Cowboys on Sunday night football and beat them or the Sam Bradford that stumped the New England Patriots a couple of weeks ago. You don't know what type of quarterback you're going to get from Kirk Cousins. He's been on a roll the last couple of weeks. And then he has the, the – the, then you have the guy with the experience, the good good Eli or bad Eli. Um, you know, you never know. I, I think you saw good Eli last week. I, I, I think that's the key to this division as to who wins, Sean. But at the end of the day, whoever wins is going to be bounced from the first round, so it really doesn't matter. 
Yeah, it it I, really does. Are, are you really are you are you really about to tell me that the Giants can make it to a next round or are going to make a run towards the Super Bowl again with a losing record? We're we're looking at a team from the NFC East possibly being seven and nine or six and ten as the division champions right now. Yeah, think yeah. about this, guys. Think about this. They may have to play the Seattle Seahawks. No, Josh, I know you're tired of hearing about the Seattle Seahawks, but think about this, guys. Seattle's playing some pretty darn good football. What if one of these teams have to play the Seattle Seahawks? I honestly think that game would end in a rout. I have the to way agree, Seattle's too. been playing right now. I, I have to agree, because anytime you go up to Seattle and you play at, at the Quest Stadium in Seattle... No, that's not is, true anymore. That's not, no, that's not true actually, anymore. Actually, this would be a, a road game for there, Seattle. There, there's, been, there's been four teams that beat... Seattle and Seattle anymore. That whole thing about oh, uh, automatic win for the Seahawks in Seattle, BS. It's a fallacy. That, that is. The Panthers, that the, is. Panthers, the Panthers. The Panthers blew off the Seahawks in Seattle, Sean. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks in Seattle. The Cowboys last year beat the Seahawks in Seattle. Hell, it was freaking six to three in halftime with the Bears on the road earlier this year before the Seahawks just finished them off in the second half. I'm going to say this, though. That's a bad analogy there, man. Yeah, but the Seahawks have turned it up. Seahawks have turned it up. I'm serious. This Seahawks team, I honestly believe that if you have the Seahawks team go up against anybody in the NFC, it would would be on the rope. Go ahead. I thought they would would turn it up if Thomas Rawls was playing, but that's not the case. So if you're really going to rely on Fred Jackson as your other option, the injury-prone Fred Jackson, you're a lost cause. Russell Wilson will come back to earth. Russell Wilson will come back to earth. Yeah, well, guess what? You have Russell Wilson. You have Russell Wilson. You have the Legion of Boom. They're clicking at the right time. Listen, don't you learn anything from me or from school, Josh. I told you that yesterday. Seattle is clicking at the right time. And guess what? They're going to blow out whoever they think. Well, you're going to tell me that they're going to beat the Cardinals at the end of the year? You're going to tell me that in Arizona? Frank. Frank, I have to disagree. Look, I can agree with you, Frank, in part that Seattle hosts a wild card game against an NFC East team. Yeah, I'll give you that, okay? But Josh has got the point where Seattle has to go on the road to play either at Carolina or Arizona. They would not have a chance to win that. Okay, they're clicking no, right now. Them, they're going to give but, them one hell of a fight, though. They'll give them one hell of a fight. Uh, I don't know. Again, you may like not he, win, but they'll give them a hell of a fight. But Frank, wasn't it that you said earlier, just a few minutes ago or ten minutes ago, that you said that that uh, Seattle is clicking right now, that they're dangerous? Yeah. Didn't you even say that Carolina is still a team that nobody should be playing? I rest my case because yeah, look, Seattle knows very very well. Seattle knows very well that if they have to go play Carolina or Arizona. I don't think they could win. I don't think they would. I don't. I still think they don't have the magic that they have last year. Okay, true. They're the two-time defending NFC champion. <coughs> somebody knocks them out. But Carolina is a team that, in all the NFL, that nobody really wants to play. Ron Rivera has got that team playing good football. But I still think the point is that I agree with you too, Frank. That whoever wins the NFC East will most likely lose to Seattle because these, these three teams are weak. And Dallas, of course, they blew their opportunity to beat Green Bay because that would keep their slight playoff hopes alive. But it makes me sick, gentlemen. It makes me sick 
that we have got teams that are either six and ten, seven yes. and nine, seven, eight and one, or maybe four and twelve that still get to the playoffs. These Guys, teams Roger, are not very good. Maybe Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell Silver. Yes, maybe Roger Goodell needs to take a lesson from Adam Silver. Amen. Yeah. Winning records. It's Amen. About, it's about the teams that have the winning records that should have the home field advantage. You cannot be putting teams in that are below 500 that gets into the playoffs with the division. It's that simple. Thank you for preaching, I, Reverend, I, Reverend Man. But before before we go to the update, guys. I'll I'll finish off saying this. Look, I don't care who makes it to the next round because whoever is playing, whoever wins the NFC East is going to play the the NFC North wild card. It will not be Seattle. It will be either Green Bay or Minnesota. So you already got that scenario out of the way. My point at the end of the day is this. Okay, cool. The Seahawks have experienced the last few years in the Super Bowl. We're not we're not gonna run the trifecta here. We're not. I'm sorry to break it to Nash. I'm sorry to break it to all the Pacific North bandwagon fans out there as well. <laughs> the Seahawks are not gonna be in the Super Bowl this year. I'm not buying Stephen A. Smith's hype of the Seahawks. I'm not buying Frank Sprinkle's bandwagon philosophy about the Seahawks. It's not happening. There's going to be a come to Jesus meeting. I understand that all oh, Russell Wilson, he's a Sierra, so he he must be in the Super Bowl. Oh, because we can't handle Cam Newton or Carson Palmer in the Super Bowl. It's stupid. It comes down to who's the better team, and the Seahawks are not a better team than the Cardinals and Panthers. And I'll I'll debate anybody on that. And on that note, we're going to head to our first update of the day. This update is brought to you by JockJournal.com. Go to JockJournal.com for the best NFL news and opinion pieces in the United States. Go to JockJournal.com and also check out Jock Journal Radio. Um, with that said, let's go to the first update with Sean Mann, the historian. All right, Josh, thank you very much. It is Tuesday, December fifteenth, two 2015. We moved to the NBA. Last night's finals are Pacers over the Raptors 106-90, to Magic 102, Nets 82, the Heat 100, Hawks 88, Bulls 115, 76ers 96, Grizzlies 112, Wizards 95, Mavericks 104, Suns 94, Spurs 118, Jazz 81, Nuggets 114, Rockets 108, and lastly, the Trailblazers 105, Pelicans 101. Tonight's action in the NBA goes like this. And that is on NBA TV, Cavaliers at the Celtics, Nuggets at the Timberwolves, Rockets at the Kings. That game's on NBA TV. And, of course, another possibility of a game on NBA TV would be the Bucks taking on the Lakers. NHL, the finals from last night. There were a couple games. There were five of them. The Oilers beat the Bruins. In, yeah, the Oilers beat the Bruins 3-2 to in final overtime. Capitals 4, Penguins 1, Lightning 2, Blue Jackets 1, Senders 5, Kings 3, and lastly, the Sabres over the Red Wings by a score of 2-1. to Tonight's NHL action, there are 11 games scheduled. Devils at the Sabres, Panthers at Islanders, Oilers at Rangers, Hurricanes at Flyers, Lightning at Maple Leaf, Sharks at Canadians, Flames at Predators, Canucks at Wild, Blues at Jets, Avalanche taking on the Blackhawks. That game is on the NBC Sports Network. And lastly, it was the Blue Jackets taking on the Stars. NFL, 
Week number 14 has concluded. Last night, the Giants over the Dolphins by a score of 31-24. to I'm Sean Mann for the first update of the day for the Sports Drive. Now back on over to the host of the Sports Drive, Josh Lopez. Thank you, Sean, for another good update. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Drive here on Jock Turtle Radio and JockTurtle.com. And open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. we got the big win, Frank Sprinkle, and, of course, Sean Mann, the historian man. We're going to keep this segment between me and Frank here, and we talked about this during the commercial, uh, not the commercial break, but during the uh, the conference call we had today. And, um, boys, I told you guys this, and you guys laughed, and I'm going to say to everybody else, I'm making a public knowledge to hear right now. I am boycotting all future endeavored primetime games that feature the New England Patriots, and I'm adding this to the the uh, criteria here. Go ahead. The Patriots are this. The Patriots are in Super Bowl Fifty. Joshua Adam Lopez will not be watching Super Bowl Fifty. <laughs> I am going on a New England Patriots boycott. So let me ask you this. My question. Let me ask you this question. If the New England Patriots do make it to the Super Bowl, and I think they got a pretty darn good chance of making it. What in the blue hell are you going to watch? <laughs> what are you going to watch? That's a good question. Oh, Wait, well, I'll, I'll watch the Super Bowl halftime show. I'll watch that. Okay, but I'm talking I, about... I, I, won't, I, won't watch, I won't watch the game. Okay, but what will you watch during the first half, during the second half? Are you going to watch... <laughs> I'm not going to watch the game. I, I'd rather fall asleep than watch the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. I told oh, so Sean, I didn't watch the Super Bowl this year. I didn't. I, I caught the last two minutes of it, really? and I saw what all I you, needed to see. Then what did you do? All right, let me ask you. When the Patriots and the Seahawks <laughs> played, what did you watch prominently? Did you watch anything? Did you read? Did you sleep, as you like to say? Uh, did you just stare at a at a wall? What did you do during the Super Bowl last year? Um, I, I played a couple yeah. of video games. I wrote a couple articles for the other sports that are going on that day, and then I'll just uh, play some music in the house. Okay, so I, I guess you were options. doing something. So you were doing something constructive. Josh, yes. Josh, Josh, Josh. So you're not going to watch uh, the Super Bowl once again if the New England Patriots win. You're not going to watch any playoff games the New England Patriots play at. You're yeah. not going to see nope. Tom Brady. Let me ask you. playoff games for me. You just can't. What, what, can you not stand Tom Brady? I can't stand Bill Belichick. I can't stand Tom Brady. Oh, I can't geez. stand that the New England Patriots get passes year after year after controversy after controversy. It makes me utterly sick in my stomach. And okay, you let me ask freaking, you. Yeah, Patriots fans who are ripping the freaking referees for screwing them out of the Broncos game when the Patriots had the referees on his side for the last 15 years. Let me ask you this. You love professional wrestling. We know that. We know you're the biggest professional wrestling uh, admirer there is here. Isn't it great, though, that New England Patriots are in existence to the NFL? Because we have the heels of the NFL. We have the NWO yes. well, of the and NFL. The, and well, we need well, that. Yes, I understand, I understand their heels, Frank, but there's a difference from being a good heel and a guy I can't stand and I don't want to watch on my television. There's a difference. There's good heel, and there's the heel that makes you want to click the 
the channel. It changed the channel. I do that every time I see the Patriots on my television, and especially when Bill Sims are calling those games with Jim Nance. <laughs> I can't grab my remote fast enough. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a nightmare scenario for you if the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl. Because not only that, the game is on CBS, which yeah. means you have to deal with I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody, but I'm sick and tired of the same old crap every year with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I, oh, I get it. They're, they're a good organization. They find a way to make it every year, but I'm done. I want to see something different. And with that, though, we're going to head to our first commercial break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk about Johnny Cueto going to the San Francisco Giants. And uh, I'll talk about some other MLB uh, off-season free agency news here on the Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio, Radio, Radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. Or anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! If you're trying to start stop it. Giving up. Do it! Just do it! 
You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive. Where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jack Channel Radio, JackChannel.com. But open ball eyes for you at 602-73-1743. we got Sean Mann, the historian man, hashtag gutterballman at Twitter, at SeanMannSWR if you want to give him a follow or uh, hit him up on social media. Also, you can follow me at Twitter at WCJoshLopez. Frank Sprinkle had some technical difficulties, but it seems like we regained the big win. I did. I don't anymore. <laughs> this show is flying by really fast so far. And don't forget, top there we'll have Stoneman on for the Skippy Bayless Bass Shower. And we're following the clock today, so we got a fun show. So if you have any questions, rants, soliloquies, diatribes, just a call at 602-753-1743 or hit up our text line at 77948. All right, boys. Next topic here, we're going to move to the baseball world. As they found out yesterday, Johnny Cueto, who won a World Series with the Kansas City Royals uh, this past season, is now a San Francisco Giant. That's right, Johnny Cueto going to the San Francisco Giants for six years now. Um, we'll start off with Sean here. Did this move mm-hmm. catch you by surprise? Did you think Cueto was going to stay with Kansas City, or did you? Did this move uh, catch you out of nowhere? I'm shocked by it, Josh. I just, I honestly didn't think that Johnny Cueto would end up going to the San Francisco Giants. But now he goes to a team that always seems to do well in the even years. Think of 2010, 2012, and 2014. Now he, now he realizes, okay, I've got a World Series ring under my belt. Now I go to a Giants team that had a bad year last year. It seems like that always happens in the odd years. But... This is a good move for the Giants. They need to upgrade their pitching. This is a team that wants to stay competitive with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, of course, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who knows, especially when they got Zach Greinke, who signed that big contract, a six-year deal with Arizona. But I was actually shocked by this. And, and good question. Thanks for asking me that, Josh, about how I felt about it when I heard and saw that Johnny Cueto agrees to a six-year deal uh, with the Giants. Frank? This is a great deal because it's a deal the Giants needed to make, and here's why. If you take a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, they were able to stack up on pitching at the winter meetings. Was Zach Ranke? I mean, that contract utterly, that's terrible. Six years, $206.5 million. So you get Zach Ranke from the Los Angeles Dodgers, then another shoe drops. You get Shelby Miller. Okay, so, yeah, I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Not if you're well, – let me ask you this, Chuck. You must not be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan, right? That's terrible. It is. It <laughs> is. Unless you're a Diamondbacks fan. But think about it. This is a, an arms race in the, NL, in the NL West. I guess the question is, what will the Dodgers do? What will the Rockies do? Although when you think of the Colorado Rockies, you don't think of a team that's going to make any of the big moves here. That, that, but Arizona that, – that, that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? Wait, 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 wait. How dare I say such a thing? It's blasphemous. 
when he got the freaking Dimebacks that have no offense and they waste a shitload of money at freaking pictures. You need to you go and tell me the Dimebacks are playoff contenders? Come on. I don't think so. No, no, no. But it's certainly going to be more interesting to see how the Diamondbacks fare. And, of course, here's another thing, too, you glowy hump. You can look at your farm system. <laughs> you can develop hitters. That's what the Cubs have probably done. The Royals have done that. You can develop offense in your minor league system. Now, getting some pitching, listen, the Diamondbacks, they did a great job with Granke and Miller. The Giants now go first to Marja. Now, Cueto. Cueto is more of a jackpot signing than Samarja because we know how effective was he was with Cincinnati. We know what he was able to do with Kansas City in such a short time he was there leading up to the World Series championship. I got to give props yeah. to the San Francisco Giants here because they are definitely in a chess game here and arms waist with the Arizona Diamondbacks. As far as this deal goes, getting Cueto, bravo, bravo. Now the question is, what do the Dodgers do and what do the Rockies do? Can I may I ask a question uh, real quickly, both of you? I got a go big ahead. question for for both of you. Sure. With this move and the, and Johnny Cueto going to the Giants right now, it, just just that I mean here it is December fifteenth. We're we're only a few months away from spring training. Got a long way to go before we God. have to start two thousand sixteen season. If you look at that NL West, who do you both think right now would be the clear favorite in the National League West after this move? Oh. All right, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I would have to say, and I will agree with Josh that about the Arizona Diamondbacks, their offense looks suspect here. The San Francisco Giants have pretty much a good returning core back. You add quality pitching, add it to the veteran lineup, and they have been a veteran lineup having won these World Series titles, these three World Series titles uh, over the last few seasons. Guys, I do have to take the San Francisco Giants, most definitely. Josh? I'll, I'll tell you who it won't be. It won't be the Padres and the Rockies because obviously their oh, yeah, owners don't the give two big those, – those owners give two flying big news about their fan base. I mean, you, can, you got a beautiful ballpark in San Diego at Petco Park, and we got this team that's just there. Okay, they got Matt Cap last year, but what has he done? He's not a leader. I mean, the, the Rockies, they haven't done anything in the last nine years. <laughs> you know, I'll have to be in agreement with Frank on this one. I'll go with the Giants. Um, I was not impressed. And I was kind of pissed off with the uh, effort and performance just the margin had last year with the White Sox. So I would be surprised if he got it all around better for the Giants. You know, it's the Chicago thing. You know, you come to Chicago, you play like donkey crap, and then you go to another team, and now you're an all-star. So, wouldn't be surprised if Justin Marshall plays a big factor for the uh, Giants. And don't forget, they're going to a pitching staff with Matt Cain. You have Matt and Bumgarner, Tim Lipsicum. That's not a bad top five starting rotation there. That's going um, to be a deadly rotation. Um, I'll take the Cubs pitching staff more than the Giants at this point, Frank, but that's me. Um I'll say this about the Cubs, though. I know you're talking about that. The Cubs have a pretty solid pitching staff. They've had a lackey. Arietta, on the other hand, I'm expecting a good 2016, but can he return to the dominant force that nobody expects from anybody? 
That's a big question, but I expect a good year from Marietta. If there's one guy that I'm expecting good things from, it's arguably John Lester, because this is his second year with the Cubs. He has gotten to know the lineups of the National League Central. If anything, I honestly believe the 2016 is going to be a breakout year from John Lester. You just wait and see. And the way I look at it, too, uh, I was glad to ask that question when we had to discuss our conference call today, gentlemen, before we had to go on the air, because you look at the National League West, Josh, I totally agree with you. The Colorado Rockies and the Padres do not have good fan bases. Uh, The Rockies had a disastrous season last year. This is a team that has not really been the same in a long time. Of course, they made the World Series in 07, and we all know how that turned out. And for the San Diego Padres, it's the same situation. I believe they've not been to the playoffs since 2006. So the way I look at it right now for the National League West, it's a really kind of a three-team race. The Diamondbacks really kind of have improved. They were one of the big winners of the winter meetings. They got Zach Granke. They really kind of, like, really upgraded their pitching. But now the Giants make this move. And they get Johnny Cueto, and I'm like thinking to myself, i got to be careful with how I say it because every I don't know what it is about the even years, but there's always something about the, gi- about the Giants yep. being, being a serious World Series contender. But it won't last forever. You realize that it, does, it doesn't happen all the – it won't last forever. But the Giants – Hey, son. Uh, yeah. After the Fort Warden on this one, I'll say this right now. There'll <laughs> be a dumb there'll be a there'll be a dumb – playing game that will feature an NL West team this year. You're already I making don't the think prediction. Come oh, wait, this are, you just, I, are you talking about – I think whoa, whoa, be, whoa. I think there will be a dumb playing game to determine one of the wild card teams in the NL uh, West. So you're, so you're already predicting it right now, Josh, that you're already saying yeah. that it will be a National League West team either hosting the play-in game or going on the road like what we saw in 2014 yeah. when the Giants – beat the Pirates 8 nothing in the play-in game. Uh, and, of course, yeah. if you look at the Dodgers, okay, the Dodgers are a big, big question. Like we pointed out yesterday for the top five, okay, you would think we would come to something with the Dodgers. Uh, you know, you think about it. L.A. has these great baseball teams. They've had these great years the Dodgers have. But apparently still, sometimes the Dodgers just don't win the big games when it matters. Like, I'll never forget – this year, when they tied the series up at two games apiece against the Mets, I said, well, Mets, I think you can say goodbye to your season. You're not going to go into a hostile Dodger stadium and win. Turns out they did. The Dodgers know that they're going to be a different team. Think about it. Don Mattingly going to the Miami Marlins. Uh, Barry Bonds, of course, is the hitting mm-hmm. instructor there for Miami. And now you've got Dave Roberts. Yeah. Dave Roberts, a guy that has never had any managerial experience goes to the Dodgers to try to turn that team around and try to end their 28-year drought. I don't know. My hopes aren't very high for the Dodgers. Do I think they can win the National League West? Yeah, but remember, under Don Mattingly, the Dodgers went 8-11 in the 19 playoff games where Mattingly was manager of the Dodgers, and that's why the Dodgers decided to part ways with Don Mattingly because the fact is Dodgers couldn't get it done in the clutch and I know, Frank, well, that you'll probably have some negativity toward the Dodgers, too. Well, here's the thing. They, they could well, not get it done the postseason. And understand, Dak Greinke is gone, so you lose one arm. You still have Clayton Kershaw. The bad news is Clayton Kershaw only goes one every five games. And with the Giants having stacked up on their pitching to add to the likes of Baumgartner and Kane, who 
knows how good this rotation. I'm expecting on paper, although we'll have to see how it plays out in the spring, this rotation, guys, can be pretty dangerous. It's certainly shaping like that. Josh, how could you view well, the Dodgers heading into next year? I, I think the Dodgers will miss the playoffs next year. I, I'm not expecting much from them. Um, before we head to the commercial break, the top yard break, let's take a look at some of the free agents that are still out there. Now, we won't have to go in depth with all these guys, but you have Chris Davis from Baltimore who's still out there. Justin Upton is a guy I feel the White Sox should take a look at uh, for a right field spot. He's a pretty solid hitter, especially in that ballpark. Alex Gordon's still out there. I heard people say that he might go to the Cardinals. I'm not sure about that. The Royals are still trying to find a way to bring Gordon in uh, back to the team. Um, you have Ian Desmond. Um, Mike Leakey just went back to the – oh, that's not true. Uh, Dexter Flower, who was with the Cubs last year, he's a free agent out there. Maybe the Dodgers would like to look at that guy. Or Wee Yin Chen, the starting pitcher from Baltimore. Um, the, uh, Scott Casimir. I'm really surprised Scott Casimir um, hasn't got picked up by anybody yet. Uh, and then this guy was really flabbergasting because I'm looking at this list here of Yahoo Sports of guys that are still available. And Daniel Murphy, who had a stellar playoff run this past season, still hasn't been signed by anybody. Looks like he doesn't want to be with the Mets anymore. I do not know why anybody's not capitalizing on this guy. I, I, I don't know I why, do not get it. I don't know why Daniel Murphy wouldn't want to be with the New York Mets. They, they had out, yes. out of all of those, before we have to go to commercial here in two minutes, out of all of those, I still say the one that still surprised me the most was Chris Davis. I really thought... That's another shock. Okay, you talk, You asked me, Josh, and a good question about Johnny Cueto. I'm still kind of shocked that the Baltimore Orioles pulled out that deal. I thought, well, I, I was like thinking to myself, I said, he'll go back to Baltimore. I don't see any way and any how how another team could just swoop right in there and get Chris Davis. Now I'm really shocked about it. You're wondering, who, could there be a surprise team that we don't know about that could be picking up Chris Davis? That's a good point, and that's a good way to look at it. Well, let me let me bring this up before we go to break because there was a couple signings yesterday. Um, the Rays re-signed Darren O'Day, their all-star reliever, for a $31 million contract for four years. Okay? So, obviously, we had the Quato news that happened yesterday, too. Trevor Cahill is back with the Cubs for a year for a $4.25 million contract. Speaking of the Cubs, Jason Hayward will be Introduced as a Cub at Wrigley Field today at 2.30. Owner of John Lackey and Ben Silvers will be joining him for that press conference. Uh, also, the Seattle Mariners, uh, that's another team people should look out for. Um, they signed Steve Sishek from the Miami Marlins, which I think is a good signing by them. Two years, $10 million. And on that note, we're going to head to our top of the hour break here. Spend our number one sports time. When we come back, we'll have the snowman, Brian Snow. Up next, give me Bayless Bashar. We'll be back in a few.
1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Hello, and welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard, we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster Hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now, he's a puss magnet. Uh (laughs) We also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm, healthy and delicious. But don't worry, we've still got all the classics, like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great-nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room, late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. All right. And of course, there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the fillet of fish. Fish, right? Yeah, of course. It definitely is a fish. But we're not just updating the menu; we're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff. But not to worry; those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. Uh, Try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly, the new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere But McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you have big me for it. You like to big, don't you? Barely ads, they're stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, right. Randy, Let's Randy, clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to touch me anymore. <laughs> Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. 
sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you Jock Stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit obsessed. Obsessed with sports. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. I'm ready. One more for good measure. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. Ready to fight? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back. Hour number two of the Sports Draft here on Jock Turtle Radio and JockTurtle.com. What open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Also, get up our text line at 77948. We got the big win, Frank Sprinkle, and Gutterball Man, Sean Man. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Man SWR. <laughs> the Patriots representative on this program here. We're going to wait the arrival of the Snowman, Brian Stowe, uh, for the Arena Sports Network. Maybe he showed, maybe he won't, but it's time. It's about that time. So, Sean Man. By all means, buddy, please serenade us with the intro for the infamous Bash Hour. Take my morning. Ladies and gentlemen, and Frank has his aftershocks ready. Come on, wake They're me up. They're all Sean. ready to yeah. go. The boys and up. girls are ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. It'll be It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. That theme song is so good in the fact that I have to play it three times each time we do a bass shower. It's that good. It cracks me up each time. All right, boys, you guys ready to rock and roll? I'm ready, ready to, to rock. I'm ready to, I'm ready to zip to zip and zags. Okay. All right. Here we go. Skippy Bayless said that Rob Manfred made the right decision to continue to banish Pete Rose from the return of baseball. I believe he made the wrong decision. Oh my gosh! I, you know what, Skip Bayless? <laughs> I have to disagree with you, and I got to tell you, I wonder if you know anything about Pete. 
heroes. You really don't, since you don't know anything about sports in general. Because you're such a, like, you know what? You are such a moron. That's terrible. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you. Let's ban the drug dealers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one here. Skippy Bale said that mine. Skippy Bale says my. I, Frank Sprinkle the Big Wind, say this. <laughs> <laughs> my San Francisco Giants will now win the World Series. Well, I think their odds have gone up. I'm not going to guarantee it. Oh. But I think have, dude, their odds have gone up. Good. I mean, add, adding to that to that good pitching staff, this is already better. Oh, good grief! You know, I have to say something about this too. Okay, Skip Bayless. Okay. okay, again, just because I get Johnny Cueto doesn't mean the Giants are like serious contenders. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. You are so full of crap because you do not know anything about the Giants. You probably were happy when they, yeah, you were happy when the Giants were winning World Series because it's my this, my that. Shut up and stop going with the my. You are an annoying idiot. Yeah, that's what bothers me. You're an imbecile. Like Charles Barkley would say, that's terrible. Well, there you go. That's terrible. I agree. <laughs> They're not. I hit you with that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Johnny Cueto is signed by the Giants, and now Skip Bayless decides, oh, you know what? I'm going to move to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you Anytime what. Anytime I hear this is my reaction to this is my reaction to any time I hear Skip Bayless make a quote. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. So is Skip Bayless who we thought he was? Wait, wait. Oh, Skip Bayless who we thought he was? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Somebody who is a bandwagon moronic idiot. <laughs> I have no, uh, I have no sense of any emotion for that freaking hump. I can make sure you bum, never bum, did. Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you All know right, what? We ought to get a we ought to get a copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, we ought to get a copyright. That's our original. That's a that's a Sports Drive original. Yes, the Skippy Bills Bashawa. All right, uh, next one here. Uh, we have Skippy Bills saying that my. He never learns, does he? Oh <laughs> uh, no! Here we go. I'm already done. My Boston, my Boston Bruins let me down last night against the Edmonton Oilers. Here we go. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, Skip Bayless. I'll if go they high. were, you know what? If they were such your Boston Bruins, you would mean it. How come I've never seen you once, you little Nimrod, ever wear any Boston Bruins gear? 
Because, again, you got to go with the teams that win. All right, they lost to Edmonton, okay, in overtime. They're still 16-9-4, you gosh, you stupid idiot. Nimrod. Hey, let me ask wow. you, do you drop the mic or do you break it in half? I break it in half. You just cost us money. I'll pay for a new one. Hey, Frank, Frank, I would, I would blow it up just like me and Snowman would blow up Brinkley Field. <laughs> How would you do that? How could you do that to oh. a It's a dump. It's a it's Chicago a icon. Don't you love it's, Chicago? It's a dump. It's, it's not a living swamp. Oh, oh, come on, Josh. It's Rakeley Field. It's got all that history to it. Hey, you don't hear me hey son, I got you your come on right, right here. I got your come on right here, you freaking hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one here. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Bailey said that mine. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> My Dallas Cowboys were screwed this year, and Tony Romo had everybody out to get him. That's why he got injured. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm going to go first what? on this. You know, oh, God. You, you know what? Hey, Skip Bayless, excuses are like yeah. assholes. Everyone's got one. Shut your yap, okay? You're just upset and butthurt because the Dallas Cowboys didn't have a good year. They're 4-9. and nine. Shake it off, get over it, build a bridge and get over it, and shut your mouth and go back to doing your research instead of having your assistants do it for you. You know, I just realized. I know I'm the moderator of the Bash Hour, but can I bash him? Floor is yours. I'm going to go in hiding. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Skippy Bayless Bash Hour is an equal opportunity bash hour. And we all are equal opportunity rippers. Let's not forget that, gentlemen. We are equal opportunity rippers. Skip Bayless, I'm going to break it down like this. Rex Grossman is more manly and tougher than Tony Romo is. Rex Grossman played in the Super Bowl. Tony That's Romo true. will never. Josh McCown is more tough than Tony Romo. Tony I can Romo agree there. Reminds, Tony Romo reminds me a lot of a guy named Kyrie Irving in the NBA where, you know, everybody hypes this guy up, but he always gets injured. He really doesn't to measure up when it really matters the most. And Tony Romo, you know, I give credit where credit's due. He has a super hot wife. He plays politics with his best buddy, Jerry Daddy Jones. Daddy does. Daddy does. Super he hot looks, wife. I agree he, he, he does look like a politician. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ran with um, Bernie Sanders or whatever Nimrodic Republican nominees there out there these days. But we're not going to talk about politics. Anyway, Skip Bayless, you you it's you what's wrong with sports journalism today. You are the epitome of why I want to change the game of broadcasting because you bastardized this broadcasting slash journalism field to the point where it's not real journalism because there's no sense of objectivity on any sports platform anymore. It's all about bias. It's all about preference. It's all about 
narratives that spin from all your different networks you're on. And, honestly, I don't get the truth from any media markets out these days. You know, the Bulls have a winning record, but the ESPN Chicago spin is, oh, this Bulls team is horrible. Oh, they should be 5-16 and 16 right now. You, Skip Bayless, thanks for inspiring an era of terrible broadcasting. Thank you very much. And I dropped the mic. At least you also, break the mic. Also, you could say terrible broadcast journalism and we'll let you brag about yourself, Skip Bayless. No one think you're crap. I can't believe I saw this next one here. And I apologize oh, please, to Frank. Please. Oh, 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 go ahead. Uh-oh. Skip Bayless said that Ryan Sandberg was overrated. Oh, Ryan Sandberg is overrated. Huh? Hey, you two hold may on, want to get on, out on. of the way. Bye-bye. I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. You two may need to want to hide under some pretty big rocks here. Let me ask you this about Ryan yeah. Sandberg. Who went to the All-Star game 10 consecutive times from 1984 to 1993? All right, you talk about, I would have to say, the greatest defensive second baseman ever. And those years of 1983 to 1991 – which he won those gold gloves, and even after 1991 proved how great he was at um, second base. You're talking about a guy that is the all-time leader among home runs for a second baseman. You are talking about a guy that could hit the ball, that could field the ball. His number 23 is retired by the Chicago Cubs. And by the way, I have one, two, three, I have four. Four Ryan Sandberg Cub jerseys <laughs> right next to me. Ryan Sandberg, look, Skip Bayless wants to say that. That's perfectly fine. But you want to know why it's perfectly fine? Because it's plain and simply not true. So guess what? Skip Bayless can say what he wants, but Skip Bayless just said a statement that was completely false. And I dropped the mic, hopefully, without Breaking it. Come on, you're right. <laughs> you know, you know Skip Bales' opinion is as dry as eating. Oh, I forgot. He's a Hall of Famer. Shame on me. You know what? I should be. His, his, his opinions are as stale and repetitive like Subway sandwiches. He's and, a Hall of Famer. And you wonder why I have to sleep through a show because he's so boring to watch. I just sleep through it. I just said. Be like, oh, yeah. Well, well, quite frankly, uh, quite frankly, I disagree. I don't like you ripping my co-host there, Sean. You know what? Not Stephen A. Smith. I have to say something. Why don't you find yourself a new co-host? Because it'll do you a lot better. Because this guy doesn't know anything he says. He doesn't make sense. He doesn't do his research. He doesn't. That is blasphemous. How dare I say such a thing? Hey, it's not my fault that you got a loser of a broadcaster right there with you. He doesn't even know anything. That's terrible. <laughs> even Charles Barkley feeds that spits out your decorum there. You went on to look, we say that my co-hosts don't know anything about basketball. 
baseball. Uh, Not baseball. Steve Skip Bayless is the epitome of what's right in broadcasting. Not, not not Stephen A. Smith. Facts are fact. Look at the research and look what, look what he does. He doesn't do his. Re- he just doesn't do anything. Sorry to admit yeah, that. Yeah, I about Ryan Sandberg. The guy's a whole. Do you do your research? Do you yeah, do your we, research? We, I'm the research. I lived it. That's my research. I lived throughout Ryan Sandberg's career. I used to see him at Wrigley. That's my research. Watching him play. We do right. not, Stephen. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go to the basketball one here. Here's a somebody's got their fan on their window going on. Yep, I hear it. Yep. It's not me. It can't be. It's my... it hey, me. You. Oh, crying out loud. Probably my, probably my window. Go ahead. i got to put myself on mute. Yeah. Dude, what happens? Yep. Is there a real right. force outside? Gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing, I'm doing an intimidation and the gale force wind. This is going to be blown away. <laughs> All right, next one. You ready, Frank? I'm ready. Come on. That the Cleveland Cavaliers could beat the Utah Jazz for the late 90s. (laughs) You know what? Maybe it's a legitimate point. The Bulls could. could. I mean, the Utah Jazz. Come on. You cannot (laughs) push this Cavaliers team with any crap about the Bulls. Get hey, listen, Frankie. Listen, I'm happy. I'm, I'm surprised. I, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off that Stoneman's not here because if he heard you say that, he would rip you to shreds <laughs> right now. And I would, <laughs> I would watch, watch Snowman rip Frank Sprinkle to spread to shreds. <laughs> hey, at least the Utah Jazz oh. uh, have something with the Cleveland Cavaliers in common. They can't win NBA titles. Okay, skip Bayless. <laughs> okay, skip Bayless. I have to say this. Back in the late 90s, the Utah Utah Jazz had Carl Malone, Greg Ostertag, Jeff Hornacek, John Stockton, and you honestly think that the Cavaliers of today would beat the team, which is called the Utah Jazz from the late 90s? Okay, that's the Jazz win. Jazz win. Hold on. Scratch my ass. You son of a bitch. You think honestly that that would happen? Hey, son, I'm going to surprise the still man. Just give me a second. He's going to come in right now. I'll see what he has give to me say one second. All right, be quiet. Just... Thank you. I needed that this morning. situation and Josh, thank you for that song. I really needed it. No problem, buddy. You should have heard what just came out of Frank Sprinkle's mouth. Jesus Christ. Oh. I'm afraid. Well, I'll, you know I'll go I'll I'll go back to the quote right now because Kid Bayless said that my <laughs> 
my Cleveland Cavaliers could beat the Utah Jazz from the late 90s. <laughs> oh, I'll oh, oh. case there. I already said my opinion. I'm going to the closet. What? Going to the closet? Dude, you don't want to do that because that's coming out. I, I, I just have one question. Who told him this lie? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his assistant hey. snowman that do the research for him. I believe yeah, Frank it. Said that, Frank said that the Cavaliers could probably could since the Bulls beat the Jazz during the late 90s. <laughs> and I can't believe Frank put the Cavaliers and the Bulls from the late 90s in the same sentence. Oh, my goodness. Or the that's same the breath. Snowman, that's what do you think of that? Oh, my goodness. I, shame on me. Yeah, that's the problem. I put the bulls Frank, on the Cavaliers. Frank, what in the blue hell is wrong with you? I know. I put the bulls on the Cavaliers. <laughs> I'm on, you no. know what? No, you just bashed yourself. Yeah, I just bashed myself. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to hit my helmet. Ow, 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 ow. Lord, that hurts. All right, that you've been hurt. punished enough. You've been punished enough. Let's Dude, go I, I just myself. No, man, it's just like, yeah, right. let's go on here. <laughs> That one killed me. Gibby Phillips says oh, that the Chicago Bulls will miss the playoffs this year. In his All dreams. right, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> this, this is probably the only rant that I have in me this morning because I didn't get any sleep. But all right, you dumb son right. of a bitch. Cleveland Cavaliers will miss the playoffs before the Bulls will miss the playoffs this year. Snowman said it. Snowman meant it because Cleveland will fall. Because it's Cleveland, period. That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. So? How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? Yeah, I got the nuts Quite to frankly, say it. And I'm, going to, and I'm going to say it. And that fall begins Christmas Day in Oakland when the Warriors wipe them out. <laughs> I got to tell you, that's a tragedy about the Warriors. That's a tragedy about the Warriors losing on Saturday night. I was really hoping for an undefeated uh, season until Christmas. Seriously. Uh, oh, Frank, they were tired. Right. You said it even yesterday. They were tired. They were, oh, God. They, they were, man, tired. the Warriors Give were wiped out. They were. How about Boston the, on what Friday night? Yeah. Peace. That's what caught That's why they were tired. Well, Milwaukee yeah. played the better game. All right, let's give the Bucks some credit. Yeah, All right. The Bucks absolutely right, played see. the better, and it was also the first time that the Warriors been held under a hundred points. You know, Milwaukee played the better game. Period. That's why it's an eighty-two game marathon and not a sprint like the Cavaliers want to make Guys, it. Guys, be honest. Do you, do you really think the Warriors were going to go eighty-two? At oh, if anybody no, thinks no, that, no, that's no, no, let's, no. Let's, get, no. let's get to the next Skippy quote. Next one, buddy. All righty, uh, Skippy Bayless said that my. Oh, no. <laughs> My San Francisco 49ers proved me right because they could beat the lowly Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I thought you liked Cleveland. Oh, yeah, I thought he had Yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm thinking at the same time, Frank. That's <laughs> why he loves Cleveland. <laughs> Uh, uh, here's, my, here's my response to that, by the way. Here's my thoughts on it. That's terrible. Yeah, I agree. That is terrible. Very terrible. I don't need to say anything because Charles Barkley just said it. <laughs> you know what? Bayless, Bayless, Bayless has just betrayed the city of Cleveland. 
<laughs> I mean, think about it. There's three guys now that are between Cleveland. Art Bordell, LeBron James, who, now Skip Bayless. Who has Skip Bayless already embarrasses. He already betrays the world of journalism. Well, there isn't much journalism anymore these days. Whereas news, politics, sports, wrestling, there's no more journalism or objectivity. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Except when it comes uh, to us. Yeah, correct. You're, yeah. My friend could have said it better, Snowman. All right, let's go to the next, next one here. Skip Bayless said that Pete Rose will never be in the Hall of Fame or back in baseball, nor should he. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm going first on this. You know, all right. You don't, deserve to be on, you don't deserve to be in the Broadcasters Hall of Fame because a real moron you really are. You're talking about a great baseball player that I'm still shocked about that didn't get reinstated into MLB yesterday. Shut up, you idiot. You know, you know what? Go look up Pete Rose's stats and come back and talk to me and look at all the stuff he did for baseball. Sure, he screwed up with gambling, but you're a lot worse, Skip Bayless. You know what? I will admit this. Unfortunately, because of this decision, that has hurt Pete Rose's chances of getting into the Hall of Fame. But personally, he should be in the Hall of Fame. The fact is that you don't have Pete Rose. I'm gonna be. I, I want to boycott Cooperstown. Seriously, I've never been to Cooperstown, but I pretty much want to boycott it until Pete Rose is put in it. Don't you guys feel like boycotting Cooperstown with me? Hmm. Maybe. It's, it's, a, it, it's a pretty good idea, I think. You must have an opinion the about leader, the man. The hits leader not being in the Hall of Fame is an atrocity and a travesty. Exactly. What he did involved baseball from a money standpoint, but not from a performance standpoint. Yes! Major League yes. Baseball, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I am going, as much as I love some of the players that are in the Hall of Fame right now and some that are going in, I'm never going to mention them. I'm going to boycott them until they reinstate Pete Rose, period. You know what? Oh. Like I have to I, I say this, too, before we get into the Skippy quote. And, yeah, like I pointed out when we had our meeting today, it's 26 and still, nobody has come up with something to help Pete Rose out. And I even, like Frank, you're even yeah. very grateful that Fox Sports won and Fox Sports gave him the opportunity. God bless Fox. All right, let's go to this next one here. Um, Skippy Bayless said that Tom Brady should be crowned already the Super Bowl MVP. Now, I stated earlier what? during the show, Brian, that I'm going on a personal boycott on the New England Patriots throughout the rest <laughs> of the season. And the and let's say the Patriots are playing in Santa Clara at the beautiful Levi Stadium snowman. I will not watch the Super Bowl for the second straight year and I drop the mic. <laughs> so that's my thoughts to you, Skip. <laughs> you know something? The Super Bowl MVP will not be Tom Brady. If he continues to play the way that he's playing, the Super Bowl MVP is going to be Cam Newton. It won't be Russell Wilson. I'll say that right now. I, <laughs> think, not I, be in the Super Bowl. I think Cam Newton should be the NFL, the league MVP. I think, though, that with what you're saying, though, is that I understand, Josh, that prob- that you and a lot of people who dislike the Patriots are just itching for them to not to get booted out of the second round or even, because most likely, in my opinion, the most likely scenario by far is that New England 
will get a first round bye because of how well they're playing. But then you're like saying, somebody please yeah. just knock them out because I don't want to see the Patriots get to the Super Bowl. Otherwise, I'll never hear the end of it from Skip Bayless, and I'll never hear the end of it from a guy from Idaho who's a diehard Patriots fan. <laughs> He's I buddy. want to see uh, something. I want. I want to see something different in the NFL. I feel the NFL is reaching NBA territory because it's the same crap every year. Oh, let's find a way to get the freaking Cleveland Cadavers in the NBA Finals or something But before before you go on, remember, everybody, all of the sporting media and even the people when we used to do SWR, a lot of people picked Indianapolis and Green Bay to be in the Super Bowl this year. Well, obviously they're wrong on that one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Colts are not going to be in the playoffs this year. They got routed by Jacksonville. The oh, yeah. Jaguars. The Jackie Wires. <laughs> oh, there you go. The Jackie Wires. Jeez. That was beyond embarrassing. <laughs> well, hey, Josh, come on now, Josh Snowman and Frank. The people in Jacksonville need something to cheer about. Can you imagine yeah. what Texas what, are doing? What, their team going to London? Their team going to London, you freaking hump? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, next Skibby quote here. Skibby Bale right. said that Hakeem Olajuwon would not be good in today's NBA because he's he not Kevin Love. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> bullshit. He make the NBA better. That's what we need. We need, we need Hakeem Olajuwon. We need the dream. That's my dream, to have Hakeem in the NBA today. I just love how Rob- Snowman is. I love the Probably Skip Bayless is probably thinking, Akeem is too old. He couldn't survive in the NBA out of this era in today's world. He had his fun in the sun when he won two championships in 94 and 95. Nobody in the NBA right now, with the exception of Joe Noah, could handle the toughness of Akeem Olajuwon. (laughs) End of story. I agree with that. Not even DeMarcus Cousins. And... Skip Bayless, I add this. One good dream shake from Akeem Olajuwon would break Kevin Love's ankles and his knees, and he'd be done for his career. <laughs> and, and and LeBron, too. Let's not forget. He could do that to LeQueen, too. Um, next one here. Skippy Bayless said that by. He said my. What am I supposed to do? My near giant. They know, they've made me know. proud last night. It's one where they knew your wow, oh my Giants. Uh, okay, Our, oh yeah, because the New York Giants won one game. I think game he's giving up that. on Jerry. Yeah, a, a yep, snowman. Yeah. up on Jerry's pole this year. Y- yeah, snowman. Okay, that, maybe, what the maybe. hell? I had to take a business call. What the hell did I miss? Oh, okay. Uh, he said that uh, he's happy for his Giants win last night, and I said basically it seems like Skippy is now Skippy's now over Jerry Jones' poll. You know what? He should be banned. Uh, I gotta tell you, Jerry, Jones, Jerry Jones should ban him. I mean, really, if that's the attitude, oh my goodness, betrayal! And not only has Skip Bayless betrayed Cleveland, he's betraying Dallas now. Uh, Skip Bayless, you want to hear this wrestling call? He is a betrayed. You want to hear this wrestling coach? This one's oh, crazy. Oh, please. Only, I've been waiting for one of those. Let's go. Uh, Come on. Skippy Bayless said that Vince McMahon should not be in the ring. He should be in the ring. Now, for those who don't know the backstory here, 
Vince McMahon was on Monday Night Raw last night, which, like I said, was the best Monday Night Raw of the year last night. And Vince McMahon got early knocked out during the main event segment of Raw this past week. Vince McMahon would throw you like a rag doll, Skip Bayless. He would treat you like Namakon Sue treated Jay Cutler for the last five years. You freaking oh, ouch. I would love he to see said no man. chance in the ring. I lo- Fine, let's put him in the ring. Fine. Hey, Josh, what's the next pay-per-view? Next pay-per-view is the Royal Rumble on January 24th. Fine, Royal Rumble. Rumble. From Forget Orlando, Luke. Florida. Skip Bayless and Vince McMahon in a cage. Steel cage match. A steel cage. Barbed wire on a pole oh match. <laughs> I'll take that, too. All right. Oh, good lord. All right, uh, you want to hear a Golden State quote? Oh, yeah, no? it gets even better, does it? Oh, no. It, oh, jeez, here we I'm go. Gonna, I'm sorry, sorry Snowman. My Golden State Warriors will not go to the NBA Finals because they lost on Saturday. <laughs> no, that's not that. I'm oh, sure you'll say that they lost. That would not be bad. Uh, all right, here we go. Skippy Bale said that my... My Gold Sea Warriors will be routed by my <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers on Christmas Day. I got you, dumbass. It's going to be a bad Christmas. <laughs> 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 oh, I even, you know what? Instead of the closet, I'm going to go to my bomb shelter. Frank, I'm coming to the bomb that, shelter. That, that, with you. Let's go. That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? (laughs) Frank and I are... Are are y'all braced now? Hold on, hold on. Before I go to the bomb shelter with Sean, I just want to say this. After this Christmas, in which the Warriors will probably blow out the Cavaliers, Skip Bayless is going to hate Christmas altogether. Yeah, he's going to be like Sean's dad. But go ahead... Go ahead, Snowman. You're like Scrooge. Go ahead. Skip Bayless, you unwithering idiot. You redheaded, blithering dumbass. You really <laughs> expect the Cavaliers to go into Roracle and beat the Red Hot Golden State Warriors? Are you kidding me? No, he's Cleveland, not. Cleveland no. beating... There's there's much of a chance of Cleveland beating the Warriors in Oakland. Correct. As the Cavaliers returning to the NBA Finals because Old Snowman says they won't make it. I want Steph Curry to light Cleveland up for 40. I want Klay Thompson to get 39. And I want Draymond Green to absolutely abuse, abuse LeBron James. Because LeBron James has no balls in the post. He's got no balls posting up people. He's got no balls when it comes to driving inside. And if he doesn't get a flop call, the game hasn't gone his way. This is my this is my prediction. And I know it's a ridiculous one, but at Golden State, 125, Cleveland, 90. Wow. Hey, that Merry I want, Christmas. I want, Merry I'll, Christmas to everybody. I'll one up, I'll one up you on that one. 130, 99. 
139. Merry Christmas to everybody. Like I said, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody, and that includes Warrior fans and anybody that wants to see Cleveland fall flat on their asses. Merry Christmas to all, all right, Cleveland. One last, mm, last Skippy quote for today. Skippy Bale said that, bye. Shacklemeter's done now. <laughs> My Cleveland Browns will be in the Super Bowl next year. You guys... Next year, Y'all want to go first? I'll just say this. I think the team Gino's buddy Sarge will be dropped. The Greece and Hell. When I said the quote. I think it's going to be cold and hell first, by all means, go ahead. I just said the temperature is going to be cold and hell next year. Sean? Sean's not here. He dropped. I think he had enough. Sorry, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm here. What, what was that last Skippy quote before the before my internet went out a little bit? Sorry. He said that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl next year. His Browns are going to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I have I have something to say, gentlemen. With my internet, Dad, come it. Go. Uh, Sean Man's booty connection. All right, Snowman, the floor is yours, you hump. Maybe it's the best we'd ever hear him. <laughs> okay. Is there oh. not something? Wrong with the statement, Cleveland Browns and Super Bowl contained within. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have to go to the quarterback. Is, is there not something wrong with putting Cleveland Browns and Super Bowl in the same sentence? Do they not remember the curse of John Elway? They want to forget about it, I'll tell you that. This is a team that can't keep a quarterback for longer than three years. This is a team that hasn't had a good – oh, God, I'm going to go there. This is a team that hasn't had a good running back since William Green in 2002. This is a team that hasn't had a good wide receiver since its return. This is a team that – this is a this is a team that plays in Cleveland, period. Correct. And yeah. Snowman's out. Mm-hmm. The dumb, the mistake by the lake. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we're going to be more closer to the Browns being extinct than the freaking Browns going to be in the Super Bowl at this rate. Yes, but that's the, that's the wrap up for the Scoopy Bills fast hour. The city of Cleveland needs to be blown up. Wrigley Field needs to be blown up. And uh, follow Stoneman at follow at Twitter at Golden Voice No. Check out the Arena Sports Network. Great play-by-play covers for high school sports in the great state of Indiana. Snowman, I'll see you in person soon, buddy. Uh, hopefully the big win joins us. Oh, I'll join you. Better you better believe it, buddy. Thank you, ver- oh, thank you all very much. I'll have my lover jacket. Love you, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right. Love you guys. Right back at you. All right. There goes the snowman. We're going to take our commercial break over here. We'll be back in just about five minutes. When we come back, we'll have On This Day in Sports History. It's always one of the fun segments we do here on the Sports Drive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the wrap for the Bash Hour. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you missed any portion of the Bash Hour today, you can go to com backslash TSC and listen to the recap of today's show. So we'll be right back in just a couple seconds. 
Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radios. Cars for kids, K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com, that's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today. It's Tebow Tab. Came up to Denver from Florida way, got a Heisman Trophy, gonna make them pay. Orton and Quinn went to the bench, covered in that loser stench. Might be a legend. The legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Now he ain't like Rogers or even like Vic. When you beat your team, it'll leave you sick. Ain't got big numbers in the second half, he'll kick your ass. Just do the math. He's a legend, legend all right. Legend, legend. The legend of Tim Now he ain't like Jordan or even A-Rod. Some folks think he's the son of God. Pure enough to bang your mama. Pretty sure he killed Osama. He's the legend. The legend, the legend of Tim He's the guy that gives your team the fear. Get your woman's knees up in her ears. He'll start a comeback, won't even blink, and you just know his no don't stink because he's a legend. For you, don't stink. Nothing Now, Elway don't want him, neither does Fox. I'll bet that guy's got a five-foot <laughs> He'll beat your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can <laughs> my wife. Boy, that's boy. what legends do. Oh, oh. No joke. Now, the Raiders, the Chiefs, it's all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legend. You know he'll never give up the fight with the help of God, Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with the legend. The legend of Tim The legend of Tim
Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com you are listening to jock journal radio news opinion and discussion for all you jock stars welcome back to the sports drive where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck i i i, I think that i've become a little bit obsessed obsessed with sports this has been one of the fastest uh, editions of the Sports Drive, but, you know, time goes fast when you're having fun. Welcome back here to Sports Drive, episode 20, here with Sean Mann and Frank Sprinkle, the big win from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. All right, let's have some fun, boys. Let's talk about on this day in sports uh-huh. history before we go into a nice little rant to close off the second hour. Based you mean on you're going TV into the rant? Fast hour. You're the one going into the rant. Yep. All right. I got my wine ready. 19... No problem. On this day, 1917, the NHL's first exhibition game was played four days before the start of the regular season. The Montreal Canadiens and the Montreal Wanderers played a benefit game for the victims of the Halifax ex- explosion, which had occurred 10 days earlier. On this day, 1925, the third Madison Square Garden was opened with a game between the Montreal Canadiens and the New York Americans. On this day in 1966, the New Orleans Saints became the 16th NFL franchise. On this day in 1974, the Miami Dolphins won at the Orange Bowl for the 31st consecutive time. On this day in 1982, Paul Bear Bryant announced his retirement as head football coach at the University mm-hmm. of Alabama. Before on you go on, 19... oh, oh, before you yeah, go but... on with that. You know, Paul Bear Bryant, you know, I don't know a lot about college football. I don't watch about, watch a lot of that, but I can tell you, you got if you look at Paul Bear Bryant, you could put him up there with some of the other top college football coaches. He was a heck of a college football coach, no doubt. Football coaches in general. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Paul. I just say in 1992, Arthur Ashe 
was named Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Now there's an annual Arthur Ashe Award, too. So that's an interesting stat there. All right. Um, on this day, 1996, Troy Aikman surpassed Roger Staubach, Dallas Cowboys record of 22,700 passing yards. Now, I'm waiting for Tony Romo to do that. Supposedly to skip Tony Romo's better than both Roger Starbuck and Tony Romo. I mean, come on now. Troy Aikman is what it, what continued the dominance of the Dallas Cowboys and props to him on this day when he broke Roger Starbuck's record. I think I remember seeing that somewhere on television. I think it was on TV. I was I, I, I was two years old, so I don't remember. Oh yeah, um, now yeah, you were brain dead. On this, I was on this day in 1997, the San Francisco Fortnite retired Joe Montana's number 16 during the halftime game with the set Denver Broncos. Is and then really? on this day, 2000, on this day in 2002, Edgardo Alfonso and the San Francisco Giants. Agreed to a four-year contract worth twenty-six million dollars. Do you guys Ooh, have any memories of uh, Edgardo Alfonso? Eduardo Alfonso. Edgardo Alfonso. Yeah, I remember him. He was part of the great. Some of those good Met teams in the late nineties. That uh, when Bobby Valentine was there, and they had Robin Ventura and Mike Piazza and John Franco. They had some of those great teams in the late nineties, and he was a part of some of those teams that were. Uh, serious playoff contenders, I think from like uh, 98 to 2000, even though things have really have gone downhill for the Mets mm-hmm. since, even though they made the World Series this year. And I'm sure, right. Frank, you remember Eduardo Yeah, Alfonso. I do. He, he had some good years with the Giants, yes, a couple, but mainly with the Mets because it was with the Mets that he was part of those good teams of the late 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, remember, he was part of that 2000 group that went to the World Series to lose to the Yankees in the Subway Series and was a part of that 1999 team, which was good enough to go to the World Series, only to lose to the Braves. Of course, better known for the Grand the grand Double by Robin Ventura. The Grand Slam single, actually. Slam single, mm. Yeah, the Grand Slam single. But he went to second base. I don't know. He, he did go mm. to second. He did go to second. That's well, debatable. Gentlemen, Gentlemen, I got an interesting couple other stuff that happened on this day that'll catch you by surprise. On this day, eighteen ninety one, James Naismith invents basketball in Canada. So, mm-hmm. I read about oh, James Naismith invents basketball in nineteen eight. No, my bad, eighteen ninety one. All right. Oh, nice. Canada's uh, giving us hockey and basketball. Yeah. On this day, 1946, the Bears beat the Giants 24-14 in an NFL championship game. Um, on this day in 1982, Bill Parcells became the 12th head coach of the New York Giants. So that's another interesting the one there. Yeah. Oh, oh, before yeah, you go on, though, oh, before you yeah. go on, with Bill Parcells, uh, you know, another great coach, you know, the veteran coach that turned a lot of teams around, Got to give him props when yeah. he came there in 1982. He came there and boom, turned the Giants around. Then he won a couple Super Bowls. Did he did? Correct. A couple birthday shout-outs. Uh, happy birthday to Rodney Harrison, who turns 43 today. Woohoo! Um, John, uh, happy birthday from you. 
I just say, uh, not happy 42nd birthday to Mike Cherry, who was a quarterback with the Giants. I don't know if you guys remember him or not. Vaguely. Um, vaguely. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for on this day. Now, before we head to our uh, final commercial break the second hour, Uh-oh. I got some stuff I got to get off my chest. Okay, oh, I'm, right I'm, I'm on mute. I'm on mute. Me too. Oh, yours, Josh. When, when me and Sean and Frank were on Sports Hold Radio, we've been known to bash particular characters because we're not PC and we don't hold back our opinions on certain athletes, media members, referees, all the above. Today's rant is brought to you by referees in professional sports. For me... To try and still be an NBA fan when I'm losing more and more interest in the game year after year. Seeing a man like Joey Crawford, who runs slower than the snail does on a freaking wild, wild west, is it's really appalling to me. He runs like molasses, and then he calls penalties that are not even there. Hell, I mean, at Joey Crawford, you're about to be 66 next year. Go home, you freaking bastard. Next one here, Ed Hockley. Mr. Oh, I'm not old enough to uh, get a penalty flag. Hey, jackass, nobody pays the school to you, you Nimrod. I'm sure you're going to tell Cam Newton he's not old enough to win a Super Bowl or a playoff game, right? That's the next thing you're going to tell me? Oh, he's not old enough to win a Super Bowl or play in a playoff game? Oh, I, I guess Russell Wilson's old enough for you, right? Ed Hockley, Joy Crawford, and I leave it at this. You two, my friends, must retire after these particular seasons. And I drop the mic. What, what happens if they come up to you and they? what happens if they were here and they said, well, Josh, we like it. We make millions of dollars. We love doing it. We'll want to do it until we, until we feel tired. Taking, feel, you are taking away the enjoyment of the sports, both of them. <laughs> it's not about you. And I wonder what Frank has to say about this. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to defer my comments about Joey Crawford. I want to speak about Ed Hockley. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this. If the Carolina Panthers are now 12-0, and 0, is that right, 12-0, and 13-0? They're anyway, they're on David Locker. 13-0. 13-0, okay, they haven't lost a game here. Does that mean that, well, they've had to get some of the calls now. Does that mean that Cam Newton is old enough now to get the calls? Cam Newton, you're getting old. Think about this. You're getting the calls. You're undefeated. You're old. As yeah. far as Joey Crawford, he's got to retire. I mean, this guy. And look, I think for Joey Crawford, I've said this over and over again. Uh, how about Turner Sports? Turner Sports could use TNT's coverage. They could use a, 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 a guest uh, former official, right? Because it seems no, that the we game... don't need that. Yeah, we do. Turner Sports. I, I, they I don't do. even like. I don't. I don't even like it when they do that on the football games now. I love Mike it. Mike Perry's idiot. He sounds like an idiot. He sounds like a deer in the dead, deer in the headlights when he's on CBS. So what, so what do you think about Mike Oh, Pereira? let's go Mike to Pereira. our resident referee. Well, he is the no, resident I'm not referee. Into that. What about Mike Pereira? I'm not into that crap. No. no. So you're not into having Mike Pereira or Mike Carey? They bring insight. 
they the fans want to be educated, like what we do here with the with on this day in sports history. They want to know what the call potentially can be. They want to know what went behind what goes behind the decision. What went behind the decision? These fans want to know more, and that's where I got a I got a Breaking news. Breaking news. Cowboys just come out and said. Cowboys just came out and said that they're threatening to pull media credentials if the media speculates about injuries prior to the OIR release that's going to come out. So basically, those players that will be announced through injured reserve. So that's that's kind of crazy. The Cowboys threatening to revoke media media credentials. For all what a, bunch of, what a bunch of babies. All right. Do do we need to run to an update? Yeah, or? To, no, we'll do the update at the top of the hour, right? That's um, stupid. We'll, go ahead, right. we'll head to the top of the hour break right now. When we come back, we'll have Sean do his update, and then Frank and Sean will go have a debate about Pete Rose still being banned from baseball. This should be pretty yeah, interesting. We agree. This we is agree. Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio. Shame on the cowboy. Family five, the amusement park, and cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the wacky waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the wacky waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. When you look at the evolution of the smartphone, you will notice that all these devices are constantly getting better in every way. More useful, more powerful, and physically larger. We decided to skip 10 steps in that evolution, and we made the absolute best smartphone that you could possibly imagine. And here it is. The FB-607! Ah! Behold, the future is upon us, and now is the time where we must... Ah, I'm sorry, really heavy, hurts the leg. Let's take a look at some of the specs. At 2.5 feet by 3 feet and 112 pounds, it literally dwarfs the competition and destroys it. The frame is a virtually indestructible cast iron titanium alloy, perfectly protecting the 9,500 gigahertz processor. The unique handprint and footprint technology guarantees ultimate security. It's just like Mission Impossible, but in real life. The battery life is 58 minutes, but you won't be using the battery that much because this baby runs on good old-fashioned gasoline. Just fill her up and pull the starting mechanism until you hear a slight humming. It's also equipped with cable cameras. What? It's equipped with cable television. What? It comes with cable TV. Why? Because people love it. And in the unlikely event that you should experience service problems, just bring it back to the shop and the FB607 Virtuosos will change the oil, check the transmission, and examine any exhaust pipes to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe from any harmful fumes that it may or may not produce. <laughs> But be careful, because this phone is so hyper-intelligent that you may sometimes find it standing over your bed in the middle of the night, looking at you, 
wondering what you're dreaming about, just waiting for you to give it something to do. Please, give me a reason to live. Oh, my God! Um, I, I, I don't know, um, show me the weather. The Apple FB607. It's f***ing big. Barely ads, they're stupid fake commercials. Oh. Don't yell at me, you are not my father. I'm not your father, but I own you and I would like you to leave the room. You don't own me. This is my house. I own this whole house. to the last update for the Sports Drive on this Tuesday, December 15th, 2015. Tonight's games in the NHL goes like this. We got the Devils taking on the Sabres, Panthers at the Islanders, Oilers at the Rangers, Hurricanes at Flyers, Maple Leafs. They will take on uh, the Lightning tonight up in Toronto, Ontario, Sharks at the Canadians in Montreal, Quebec, Flames at Predators, Canucks at Wild, Blues at Jets, Avalanche taking on the Blackhawks, NBC Sports Network. That game's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 5.30 p.m. Pacific. And lastly, it'll be the Blue Jackets taking on the Dallas Stars. In the NBA, the games that we have scheduled for tonight goes like this. We've got the Cavaliers taking on the Boston Celtics. That game's on NBA TV. Nuggets at the Timberwolves. Rockets at the Kings on NBA TV. And, of course, another option on NBA TV would be the Bucks taking on the Lakers. NFL Monday Night Football. Last night it completed week number 14. And so far as we know, the New York football giants, they prevail against the Miami Dolphins by a score of 31 to 24. So that caps off week number 14 of the NFL. Week 15 of the NFL will start Thursday night as Josh, Frank, and Sean Mann will be going over that Thursday night game. And then, of course, we got the upcoming games coming up this weekend. I'm Sean Mann for the last update for the Sports Drive. Now it's time to get to one of the other big topics, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going for another full hour after this update. In this segment, as we get ready to start on our final hour, we're going to talk, Frank and I, about P. 
Pete Rose being yeah. permanently banned still from Major League Baseball. It Bradley? has been 26 Bradley. years since the announcement came that Pete Rose would be banned from Major League Baseball. To me, it is called baseball prison. Frank, it's called, right. yours. go yeah, ahead. Of course, it's called baseball prison. And unfortunately, if Pete Rose is not going to be reinstated by Rob Manfred now, then the only hope there is for Pete Rose is there's got to be a new commissioner of baseball, which is not going to happen. Look, it's not one of uh, – I think it's – Ron, but there's nothing illegal of Rob Manfred's decision. It is what it is. As much of of it being Ron as it is, it's Rob Manfred's decision. He made the choice. Uh, the only hope, like I said, the only hope Pete Rose has of being reinstated in the baseball is there is for there to be a new commissioner. Sean, I want to ask you a question. Let's let's look mm-hmm. at a, all right, all right. I'm not going to use the what blank scenario. Let's say what could have been. Let's use it or what um, what could have been, what might have been. What possibly should have? What, what, actually, what should have been? Let's look at it this way here. It's early 1989. Abar Giamani is the new commissioner of baseball. He meets with Pete Rose about the alleged gambling here. Uh, about Pete Rose allegedly gambling on baseball as a manager. Let's, let, let, let me ask you this. Let's mm-hmm. say Pete Rose had admitted to Abar Giamani, the new commissioner of baseball, before the season began, did yes, it's true. I did gamble on baseball. Do you know what I believe would have happened? History would have been completely rewritten. Here, and here's how. I believe that there's consequences for Pete Rose's actions. He is not banned, but suspended for the entire 1989 season. He comes back in 1990. However, he is he comes back with probation. And also, he has given help for his gambling addiction. And the account that he does it no more, because if he does it ever again at that point, then yes, he's permanently banned from baseball. Pete Rose learns his lesson. He becomes a first ballot Hall of Famer in 1992, which would have been Pete Rose's first year of eligibility into Cooperstown, 1992. He manages the Cincinnati Reds. How effective they are, who knows. But he manages the Cincinnati Reds. He stays in baseball to this day. You want to know why I believe that would have been a reality, Sean? It's mm-hmm. because if you go back to 1989, it hasn't changed in ni- it hasn't. Sh- it was the case in 1989. It's the case here in 2015, heading into 2016. This is a forgiving culture. We would be. I think Major League Baseball would have been very forgiving of P. Rose. Like I said, there would have been consequences. I think there would have been a one-year suspension of Pete Rose, of, of him being in baseball, but that suspension would have just been one year. He's back in 1990. He's in the Hall of Fame and whatnot. What do you think? And, Frank, I have to say, though, that with all the comments that I saw on Facebook and even on Twitter for our social media, a lot of the public is just – still shocked about this 26 years later that no resolution has come you know we talked about this too yesterday when this news broke on the sports drive and uh, josh props to you always for keeping me and frank and the entire public updated sadly that news was broke i immediately sat there and just utter shock i thought that man that negotiations were possibly going to go well that rose was going to be coming back into major league baseball that did not happen, and when that did not happen and they decided to – and that he was abolished still from baseball, 
I just felt like something is so wrong with Major League Baseball when they've done this. True, Pete Rose right. bet on the game. He made some mistakes like that. He's still a heck of a hitter. And it's a travesty, like man said, when we were doing the Skip Bayless bash hour. Sean, it's, I sad, ask you, it's tragic. It's what tragic is what right. it is. But Sean, I want to get your opinion here. What do you think would have happened if I told you this scenario of Pete Rose, if he admitted in early 1989, which is when all of this came out of the alleged gambling, if he admitted to Abe Giamani, the new commissioner of baseball, that yes, I bet it on baseball. I told you what I think would have happened. There would have been a one-year suspension of Pete Rose. He would have been back in 1990. He would have been in the Hall of Fame. He'd be in baseball mm-hmm. at this point. What do you think would have happened under this scenario that I just presented of what could have possibly been? I agree with you. Do you think he's Do you think he's in baseball? Do you think there's he a should slap be. on the wrist? One he year, one year be. punishment would have been slap on the wrist compared to a lifetime ban. He should be. You know, he should be the guy that should be considered uh, making it a return to baseball. And this issue should have been settled a long time ago. A suspension would have been fine, Frank. Yes. I totally agree with you about you, that. Yeah. And this was just, this was so sad because look at it right now. I'm looking at a story on ESPN.com. Pete right. Rose made some big milestones. He passed Ty Cobb as career hits leader with 4,192, number four, yeah, on September 11th, 1995. Five in Cincinnati, Eric Shaw was a pitcher. Finished, yeah, yeah, hold on, there's more. And he finished his career with 4,250 hits. Rose played for the Cincinnati Reds from 1963 to 1978 and 1984 to 1986, acting as both a player and manager from 1984 to 1986 and continuing as just manager until 1989 and what was considered in my opinion uh from what i've read from the ken burns documentary actually from i watched from the ken burns documentary about nine yeah it was a very good documentary and what was considered in my opinion everybody a black and dark day for major league baseball when this happened mlb you have got to continue to be ashamed of my of yourselves if i was mlb commissioner now the very second i would do is have Pete Rose enter Major League Baseball. Have him come back. Because, look, this is baseball prison for him. And 26 years later, it's been very, very frustrating for all Major League Baseball fans that this situation and that hey this baseball has happened. Yeah, yeah. Josh. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut in, but before we take our commercial break, just wanted to let – we had a surprise. We have Bill from Long Island calling in. Bill, uh, make this uh, pretty quick, buddy, but uh, welcome to the show. What, what do you have to say? Welcome, Bill. Hey, Bill. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm listening to the whole show today and everything like that. Man, i got to be honest. That was the worst Skippy Bayless bash hour I've heard from you guys in a while, man. <laughs> that was that, that was rough. I mean, it's hard to, for you guys to talk about you know uh, journalistic integrity when the host of your show goes, I refuse to watch any primetime game with the Patriots in it. Are you kidding me, Josh? Are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me, too? Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I'm doing it with you can't, you can't be the host of a show and not watch the Super Bowl. you got to be kidding, man. you got to do better than that. <laughs> you just got to do better than that. I'll chime in a little bit on this Pete Rose stuff. I mean, yeah, you, you, bashed, you bashed Skippy in the in the – in the uh, scat, you know, probably the, one of the better segments of the show. Always usually, do. we always but, do. But uh, w- what did you think was going to happen? Let's just say hypothetically, 
Manfred goes, you know what, Pete, 26 years is long enough, you're back in. What do you think would happen? All right, I'll Am be I, honest. Go ahead, John. I'll tell right, you we'll what would happen. Look, I remember the day. Let me explain, because I remember the day in which Pete Rose was unfortunately banned from baseball. Listen, Phil, this is a double-edged sword here. Because Pete Rose being banned or reinstated from baseball, in this case the decision of the lifetime banishment continuing, would have been met by praises and and boos uh, either way. Because I believe when you look at the Pete Rose reinstatement issue, I think it's still half and half with now the majority switching toward reinstatement as opposed to 26 years ago. But there are still, still some mixed feelings. Johnny Bench, a teammate of Pete Rose, doesn't like the idea of Pete Rose being reinstated. Mike Schmidt was for reinstatement. So really, listen, Rob Manfred was left with a decision, a difficult decision, but in the end, Rob Manfred would, would have been met with people that agreed with him and people that disagreed with him. Either way, he would have still been met by cheers and criticism. I, I mean, ultimately, Pete wants to get back in the game – because he, I mean, he's not going to get a job. I mean, he's not. He's too old to be running any kind of day to day for any team. Maybe he's a goodwill ambassador for the Reds or something like that. But I don't know if you want that for baseball. But he still needs seventy five percent of the writers to uh, vote for him to get in the uh-huh. Hall of Fame. And as, uh-huh. and as long as he's and as long as he's above ground, that ain't never going to happen. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Bill. Because even if Pete Rose were eligible for the Hall of Fame. Even if he were placed on the ballot heading into 2016, 2017, whatever the case may be, I do believe that Pete Rose may not get enough votes to be elected to the Hall of Fame, even if he were eligible. The way I look at it, Bill, like this, you know, only since we got on a few minutes because we got to go to a uh, commercial break, is that the way I look at it is that if you're asking me what would happen, Sure, I agree with you. He would not get a position in Major League Baseball. He's 74 years old. He realizes that, you know, his time with Major League Baseball. But he'd do everything possible to fight, basically fight, for a spot to get into the Hall of Fame. That would depend on what the writers and what the media would say. Uh, you have to give uh, maybe Fox Sports a little bit of props because they allowed him to cover the fall. You know, ton. hold on, Frank, hold on. Before they had, to, so he could cover the fall classic with uh, uh, Frank Thomas, Al Rodriguez, and uh, the other journalists who are covering this year's fall classic in the October. Past. So that was a little bit of props that they did there. But it's uh, yes, I have to still say it really, really is tragic and a travesty for Major League Baseball that they will not reinstate this man because this is cheers we're talking about. I think he's probably I mean, learned and, his lesson. Go ahead. And, and you know, let's give Fox props for putting him on the, the, yes. the uh, you know the world. But they but they took him off. They didn't let him finish. He was kind of acting a little bit crazy on on air and whatnot. He was he was still a little bit delusional. At least to me, he seemed on air. I mean, and in the same vein, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't think Alex Rodriguez should be up there either because of his uh, infractions and improprieties of the past. But that being said. Uh, you, you know what? He still admits, you know, it's not a crime or anything, but he still bets on baseball. If he was truly sorry and wanted to really get, get himself back in the game, maybe he shouldn't be betting on baseball now. All right, so you think he's betting on baseball still, correct? He He's admitted it. 
Are you talking about today's game, Major League Baseball 2015, 2014, Correct. 2013? He is Correct. on baseball. Correct. All right. He said it in interviews that he still does it. This is a question for all of you, and this is something that I want to even ask Josh, Bill, and you, Frank. Go ahead. One day when Pete Rose leaves the earth peacefully, yeah, how will he be remembered? Who wants to go first? Um, for, I'll go first. Um, unfortunately, obviously, legacy is tarnished. A better is always a better, no matter if you're trying to change your situation, it's kind of the same thing, an alcoholic to alcoholic or a junkie or whatever. You get where I'm going there. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, my issue with this thing is that while I understand MLP's decision as to why they're not letting him back in the league, I'm just a guy that doesn't live his life through grudges. Um, I just feel that it's been long overdue. But I understand their standpoint. They didn't want to tarnish the legacy of the game. But that's my point of view. I just feel like this grudge thing is going long overboard. But that's that's my opinion on Pete Rose. Frank, I believe once Pete Rose has passed on, that he will be inducted in the Hall of Fame. I am pretty convinced because I think that's going to be the ultimate punishment here for Pete Rose. Besides the lifetime ban, is that okay? You broke yeah. the cardinal sin. Well, guess what? We will honor your accomplishments. You will be given the the biggest award a, a baseball player can be given and put into the Hall of Fame. The only issue is you'll have to wait till you die for that to happen. Bill? Um, he'll be remembered as the all-times hits leader with the, um, with the problem with the gambling. I mean, I think how he would be viewed in Cincinnati might be skewed to where he might be <laughs> thought of nationally. And I think uh, he would be the test cases because then you, if you let him in, then you have the test of Pete was an all-time great, and if he deserved the Hall of Fame, then he should be in. But is he any more of a Hall of Famer than Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens? And they're not sniffing the Hall of Fame anytime soon either. That's a good point, or Bill. Or Mark McGuire. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Nah, not, uh, not, not in the same breath as those three guys. You know what? That, that, that's a yeah. good point, Bill, that you bring up because – uh, there's a lot of conflict now and controversy about Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, players that took uh, performance-enhancing drugs, even Mark McGuire, if they should be put in the Hall of Fame uh, no. what they, for what they did. No, I think so. The way, and then it kind of comes to me, you know, if you wanted to ask me how, yeah, all-time hits leader. He won two World Series championships with the Cincinnati Reds, 1975 and 1976. Uh, of course, he did a lot for the game. But, yeah, the gambling is going to be something that affects him now and forever. And at least he's tried so hard to talk to even Bud Selig and now Manfred. I forget, yeah. who was that? commissioner before Bud Selig. I forget who Dave it was. Vincent. Dave Vincent. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, who made that decision. And he's tried to have resolutions with them and saying, okay, it's like I learned my lesson. I made a mistake. Please put me back in the game. And I and I think, and Rose, is not, as long as he lives, Rose will fight this thing to the end because he doesn't think it's fair. He's 74. He wants to be in the Hall of Fame as a Cincinnati Red, but uh, it's not going to work that way, and that, and you know, now he knows, like what you said, Frank, that it just seems highly unlikely with him. All right, uh, Bill. You know, we decided to uh, keep you on for a little bit because you always bring good perspective. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the Super Bowl at the end of the day. I was going with the more comedic <laughs> aspect to it. I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, it, it's whatever. He'll hate it. Um, He's going to hate it. <laughs> I'll hate it, but I'll watch it. You know, I, it'll be fun or whatever. I'm just tired of seeing the same old crap year after year in the playoffs. That's more my point of it. But well, anyway, and, and, still, and really, I mean, I mean, the Patriots won the Super Bowl last year in theory. But you know what? Does anyone really think they won the game? I mean, everyone just talks about how Seattle lost it. <laughs> and if we're really being yeah. truthful here, if uh, Lane didn't break his arm in the second quarter, the Seahawks probably would win that game by three touchdowns. Great Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll probably as bad as the Manning Super Bowl. Hey, let me you ask Phil a question. Let me ask Phil a question. What's your favorite NFL team? I know you live in Long Island. Is it Giants, Jets, or other? I'm a Giant fan. Boy, are you enjoying this Tuesday morning, my friend? <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, yay, we beat we beat the Miami Dolphins, who would just happen to be worse than us. Lobby. We just made we just made one more play than they did last night with uh, Beckham's eighty-four yard uh, catch and run. I mean, I mean that's what it is. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Giant fan. I'm I I love Eli and I love Coach Coughlin, but their time has passed. They they have no defense. They always won because of their defense. They were able to they were able to run the ball. They were supposed to able to stop the run and get to the quarterback. How how can I be excited about a team that has played thirteen games and has fifteen sacks? I I don't get it. Hey, hey I'm a Bears hey, fan. Bill, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you this one thing. I'll give you this one thing though. It seems like Odell Beckham broke the Madden curse. He didn't get injured. Uh, I I got to give him. That credit, at least. <laughs> well, he's got, three, he's got three more games, so uh, so don't be True. talking quite yet. <laughs> you, you know, well, uh, either way, like, it, don't, it don't matter. No team from the NFC East is certain to be in the playoffs, let alone get, make it past the first round. So well, it, the, it's going to be a complete the, Well, the only way I would dispute that is maybe somehow, and I checked the schedules and whatnot, and it's, it's, it would be very hard for the Seattle Seahawks not to be the five-seed to play on the road at the NFC least winner. But if somehow, yeah. some way, Minnesota plays a little bit better, um, the idea of them coming to MetLife, you know, that wouldn't be the tallest task in the world. I mean, granted, I'm, this is a big if because, you know, the, the giant schedule the last three games is not so easy. And they're probably yeah. not the favorite to win the division. But if I was a Giant, as a Giant fan and I see Minnesota coming to town, I have a rookie, court, uh, a second-year quarterback who's very, very good but unproven. They have one wide yep. receiver. I would press eight in the box and make Teddy, Water Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater beat me in January in the winds of MetLife Stadium. Not, it's not the windy stadium the Giants stadium was, but I'd like to see him win a game by himself in January. I know Eli can do it. Teddy can probably do it, but you know I wouldn't be scared of that game. Bill, I got two questions for you, okay? Um, the first question is, A, who wins the NFC East division? And I know you're the big Giant fan, but what do you also – and B, what do you think of the of your crosstown rivals, the New York Jets? Um, I've, I'm, I've, I'm a Giant fan, but I'm kind of realist first. Um, on March 1st, on another program, I was asked to the – who was going to win the NFC East, and I've said it back then, and I'll continue with my answer. The Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC least. 
Mm-hmm. I said the Washington Redskins early in the show, so you're going to fill it up. We should copyright that, by the way. We should copyright. And, there should and, be and a trademark Bill, for that, the NFC lease. And, and then, Bill, your view of the crosstown rival Jets. Is there a lot of high optimism, too, with the way the Jets are playing? It's it's tempered optimism right now. They have a, a – you know, it's going to come down to that game in two weeks against the Patriots at home. That's going to dictate a lot of their season. Um, going into this season, there was not a, a whole lot of optimism. Sure, they signed Revis. Sure, their defense was pretty good. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, a journeyman who's been on seven different teams in ten years, whatever it is, and Geno Smith. No one talks about Geno Smith anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they've gotten some pretty good play from Fitzpatrick, and um, they'll go as far as Fitzpatrick can take them. Um, I think he's a serviceable sure. quarterback. I think he's been borderline solid this year. They have, the Jets have a good team. I'll give them props. Um, everyone seems to like uh, Coach Bowles and uh, what he's done. I mean, let's remi- remember the Jets were a four and twelve team last year. Now they're sitting at eight and five, sure. with a good chance to go on the road to beat Dallas this week and go nine and five in the hunt for a wild card spot. Uh, they might not be the team this year, but they're uh, they're not really too many pieces away from really contending, and if they get any kind yeah. of quarterback play from Fitzpatrick, and if they can still run the ball with Ivory uh, maybe 30 times a game, they can really beat anyone in the AFC East. The AFC, I mean, when you have Brock Osweiler you know, in Denver, and now um, Catherine Webb's husband playing quarterback for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> for the foreseeable future, um, if they get in, they got a shot. Maybe, and Frank, I wonder how you would feel about maybe the Jets making it to the playoffs. I'll say this: if the Jets make it to the playoffs and the Giants do yeah. not, uh, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong here, but don't you think <laughs> maybe the Jets fans are going to give these Giants? Maybe do you think Gang Green is going to give Big Blue a hard time <laughs> for the fact that hey, we made it to the playoffs and you guys did it? Because I got to be honest. Listen, I don't, I, I don't even care about that. The talk already started when we were up twenty to ten in our own home game. <laughs> And then we did we again another ten point lead that we uh, squandered away and lost in overtime. I mean that's the one that's the that's the game that propelled the Jets and you know made the Giant road a little bit harder. Yep. Hey Bill, before well, I we'll go on the limb here because you know you guys make yeah, bold predictions all the time and you can call this a Skippy Bill. It's a Bill from Long Island pick. The Giants <laughs> will beat the Panthers on Sunday. Wow. The Giants will beat the Panthers wow. on Sunday. Oh, okay. No, we got some recording. <laughs> if they do that, if they do that, this may be like 2007, 2011 all over Jeez. again. Oh, yeah. I, I believe that. Yep. Man, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Bill, before 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 we let you go, um, we obviously went the NFL route. Are you a Knicks or Nets guy? And what's your thoughts on Przingis so far? I'll tell you what, I I don't want to be I told you so, but um, I, on that same uh, show that I, uh, I call in from time to time, we had a uh, draft special show that night who the Knicks were going to take. The guy I wanted all along was Porzingis. He's the one with the highest upside. He, he is the most unguardable player in the draft. Um, a lot of people have this negative uh, vibe about um Europeans coming over being soft and whatnot. Right. Sure, they looked at him and yeah. he's seven three and two hundred and twenty five pounds. But you know what? He'll get bigger. He'll get stronger. And um, 
He he has all the tools. Again, it's very hard to get excited about the NBA, especially you know. I mean, it's just so long and tedious the NBA season. You know, I don't. You know, yep. the first thirty <laughs> games really don't matter because you know even mm-hmm. when LeBron went to Cleveland or he went to Miami, it's that learning curve of thirty games to you know to learn his teammates and whatnot. So. I mean, I, I, I'm not a, blind to this, the fact that, you know, Golden State is 24-1, and one, and I'm not blind to the fact that no one's talking about the Spurs and they're 21-5, uh, 20-5, and, five, 20 and five, something like that. But it's just too early to get too excited about the NBA. It's just too long of a season. True. Especially the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah it's right. Playoffs too much. me. Seriously, the first two rounds of the playoffs are a complete bore to me. Well, and can we please get Jeff? Can we get Jeff Van Gundy off the fucking commentary, please? I can't stand <laughs> listening to that guy. Uh, what, the thing that really, Bill, gets me upset before you have to go is what really disappoints me is that you're talking about too long of a season. This is the thing I don't like about when April comes around for both the NHL and the NBA is just how long the postseason goes. I mean, That's what I'm months, saying. Two long yep. Months of the playoffs just to determine a winner. I wish we could go back to the old days when it could get done around middle or late May. Crime any sakes, when you go all the way to middle June, boom, almost all of June is shot. All the league cares about is money, Sean. It's true. Hey, all hey, about hey, the hey, Bill, hey, Bill, Bill, before you go, Bill, before you go, do you have the NFL Network? Yes. Okay, did you by any chance happen to see the timeline, the Jersey Boys? That one I didn't see yet. I wanted to see it. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. Right, I've seen it. I've seen it. My advice to you is watch it. You'll love it. And by the mm-hmm. way, I can pronounce it. Munaki, New Jersey. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> also, also we're, uh, we have a 30 for – well, we we don't have a 30 for 30, but there is a 30 for 30 on uh, the 85 Bears that are coming out this week on ESPN that I'm looking forward to. So you know what? 30, 30 for 30 always has great documentaries, and so does the NFL Network. Props yeah. to them both for always trying to bring back memories of yesteryear. Hey, oh, I, I mean, 30 for 30 is really the only reason to watch ESPN anymore. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, <laughs> except if I was running the show and I had the Skippy Baelish Bash Hour and provided half my content and basically all my laughs for, those are the only reasons why to watch ESPN. <laughs> hey, Bill, if you ESPN is really turning into the MTV of uh, of sports. Yeah, it has. Hey, Bill, I if you ever want to join us for the Bash Hour and you have anything to say for a shunk, we're all open ears. <laughs> if you have to have time to rip the shunk, call in any time during the Bash Hour. We'll even uh, let we'll you do. Thanks for, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Bill, thanks for coming on, man. You always come up with some good thoughts. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be back on there well, on Thursday. All right, man. We'll touch you next time. Enjoy the rest of the show. Likewise, Bill. Have a blessed day ahead of you. Mm-hmm. There it's goes great, Bill great from Long Island. He's got to see the timeline. He's got to see that Jersey Boys. I saw it. It was awesome. <laughs> True. All right, boys. We're going to take our last commercial break of the day. When we come back, I'm going to read that top five uh, article from uh, Yahoo Sports about AJ McCarron being better than Tom Brady. Oh, it's not my article. It's not my words, folks. I don't want you guys to get twisted. It's not my opinion. It's not. I'm, I'm not saying that McCarran and Tom Brady, but we'll <laughs> see Sean's opinion to this top five article when we come back. To the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio.
877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today Also on the web at carsforkids.com That's cars with a K We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization So you'll receive a maximum tax deduction What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights 1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Last time I asked you, what is something Drake would say while dancing like this? So let's take what you said and make a crap. Comment, raps, and parodies. You used to bring me some tacos. Now you always forget to put salsa. Tacos only mean one thing. Ooh, there's a spider, kill it, please. Eek, there's a spider on me. Help, help, help. I should really shoot off me. I just noticed this fire in my shoe. And I will slowly try to extinguish it. Oh, I just saw some pizza, I'm gonna go eat it. Oh, that thought whilst I deal out these poker cards. Now watch me sweep. Now watch me clean, clean. Now watch me sweep, sweep. I should have bought the real Windex. This off brand is a joke. I could be a maid and dust with this dance move. It is fall in Canada. Time to get out the rake. Whoop, I farted. Whoop, whoop, I farted. Whoop, it stanky. Whoop, it stank. I look stupid sweeping this floor, there's too much dust Rough game, but I'll brush it off And this is how I play tennis There are bugs on my legs Someone is passing gas in here Let me wave the air in style Is it because I haven't taken a shower? And it's the smell of my thighs I choose you, Pikachu. Sub for sub, rub for rub. This is how you wipe a baby's butt. You cut my fruit and serve it. And I know when it's Halloween. It's time for pumpkin carving. I love cross-country skiing. Bulls in my hands are a good feeling. Every day I'm shuffling. My girlfriend said she needs vitamins So I gave her vitamin D And her name is John C. My next challenge for you is to say I'm sorry because I blank So what's the funniest thing that you could possibly be sorry for? I'm looking for stuff like Because I cleaned the toilet with your toothbrush Stuff like that. Let's see what the funniest thing is you can come up with. Leave it in the comments below, and we will hopefully see your comment on Thursday's Justin Bieber parody. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss that video, and hopefully see your comment there. And hit the like button if you liked this video, and we will see you on Thursday. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. 
Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. That's terrible. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports Drive here, final segment of the day for episode 21. Thank Bill for Long Island for coming in. Always a good guy to talk to. He's not afraid to speak his mind, man. We encourage anybody that has uh, free reign to rant or has something to get off their chest, by all means, give us a call at 602-753-1743. You got Sean Man, the update man, hashtag story man. Of course, we've got the big win, Frank Sprinkle. And uh, we're about to – we may end the show a bit early today. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how the segment goes. But I promised in the rundown that we're going to talk about this article I saw from Yahoo Sports. Now, once again, I want to preface this thing, even though, yes, I said earlier that I don't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. And I was a comedy stick to saying that I won't watch the Super Bowl. I'll watch it. I'm not, I'm not going to insult you guys. Of course I'll you watch will. it. You may be dead afterwards. Um, this, this article is called Five Reasons Why Bengals Backup Quarterback A.J. McCarron from Alabama is Way Better Than Tom Brady. Oh, and this geez. article is brought to you by YahooSports.com from Ben Warbatch. I haven't <laughs> read this article yet. I, I saw the headline, and I was like, oh, I have to bring this up on the show for Sean. Yes, you do. I, this is my natural reaction reading this to them. I don't know why these five reasons are, but it should be pretty interesting. So what about me? It's not my opinion. It's not my opinion, but it's his. It's, it's his. All right, let's get this going. <laughs> Let me get my throat cleared out there. <laughs> Anytime your starting QB goes down, you should pray the backup becomes Brady, who led the New England Patriots to the first of four Super Bowl titles after replacing an alien Drew Bledsoe in his debut. And here are five reasons McCarron is actually way better than the greatest QB in the history of football. All right, number five. McCarron was the start of Alabama's back-to-back BCS National Championships in 2012 and 2013. Brady only served as a backup to Brian Greasy when Michigan captured the National Championship in 1997. That's Number four, A.J. McCarron was drafted a whole 35 spots ahead of Tom Brady. Uh, number three. <laughs> uh, number three, Brady finished just Five for ten in the ten three losses. The rival near Jets when Mo Lewis knocked Bledsoe out of commission in two thousand one. At least McCarron completed twenty one to thirty two attempts and threw a pair of TDs after Galton broke his thumb tackling Steven Tewitt in that game against the Steelers this past Sunday. Number two, McCarron has a tattoo of Jesus Christ on his chest. Brady does not have a tattoo. Karen's wife, Catherine Webb, once posted a Sports <laughs> Illustrated swimsuit issue. Brady's I'm wife, mama. Giselle Buchanan, only ever appeared in a swimsuit issue in a Got Milk ad. Webb capitalized on her fame with an invitation to ABC celebrity diving reality show, Whatever Became of Butchin. Well, Giselle was the face of Victoria's Secret for the last 10 years, you Nimrod. Hey, you know, I'll say this. 
Giselle doesn't need to work ever again. She's got more money than Tom Brady himself. Like, Giselle needs to work again? Correct. Unbelievable. I should email this guy. He has his email. I should invite him to the show. <laughs> Let him explain. You know what? Well. I want, yeah, yeah, come and explain yourself to me and say, and say, <laughs> David Karen is better than Tom Br- Brady has four Super Bowls. He should have six. <laughs> He's got okay. four. Okay, and guys, let me. Hey, hey guys. guys. Yeah, go ahead. Playoffs. Guys, I have, I'm not done with the article yet. Oh, my okay. goodness. Settle it down, Grasshopper. Yeah, Sean. In all honesty, an NFL scout once compared McCarran to Brady via the NFL Network, Albert Breer. Good mm-hmm. size. I'll send any touch on all throws, can make all throws, mm-hmm. but only has the average arm strength, average running ability, but very good feet and movement in the pocket to avoid sack. Outstanding progression read quarterback, makes throws to his second and third reads consistently, doesn't turn the ball over, a winner, mentally tough, has the moxie and cockiness most great quarterbacks have, very similar to Tom Brady in stature, athletic ability, arm strength, touch, and most important. Category wins for the Cincinnati Saints. The Bengals should only hope this 2013 assessment turns out to be accurate. Hmm. So that's the article from Ben Warbotch from YahooSports.com. Well, I don't ben think the Warbotch needs to come on the air and explain yourself to me. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Okay, can oh. I speak? About, let me speak about number three here. I want to speak about number three. At least McCarron completed 21 to 32 attempts. And threw for a pair of TDs after Dalton broke his thumb. All right, I want to speak about you know, that. Son, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, son, before, before, before Frank goes on, son, I, I think you think more of a satirical route in this. I think it's more satire than him actually believing that he, that McCarron is better than Brady. But so I, 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 I caution you to not take it that seriously. You know what? If you were right here right now, you would be looking at my facial expressions and my reaction. Unbelievable! <laughs> and Frank's got something to say about number three, or did he already say something about number no, three? No, I haven't said I'll, I'll I'll make my point here. Uh, listen, even Ryan Leaf had a good game. I mean, look at week 16 of the 2000 <laughs> season. November 19, 2000. This was, listen, this was Ryan Leaf's greatest game. And by the way, they lost, the Bron- the, they lost to the Broncos. The Chargers did. 38 to 37, but yeah. Ryan Lee threw 300, had 311 passing yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. 13 of 27 passing, in which was the only game in which Ryan Lee threw for over 300 passing yards in his career. Now, Leaf also had a good debut in '98 against the, with the San Diego Chargers as the number uh, two overall draft pick. They won 16 to 14 at home against the Buffalo uh, Bills in which Lee threw for 16 of 31 for 192 yards, had a touchdown, and two interceptions. All I can say is even Ryan Leaf had a couple of good games in his career. That didn't pan out. So right. is A.J. McCarron going to be the next great quarterback? Is he going to have four Super Bowl reigns 15 years from now? Is that what I'm trying to buy? Mm-hmm. Ryan Leaf had good games. McCarron hey, doesn't Chad even Hutt- play. Chad, hey, Chad. Chad Hutchinson and freaking Rex Grossman had good games for the Bears. I mean, let's hold the brakes on him being the next Brady. But go ahead, Sean. Mm. 
Brady has four Super Bowls. McCarron has none. You know what, you writer from Yahoo Sports, come talk to me when this guy actually wins four Super Bowls or tries to overtake Brady. Then you can talk all the smack you want about it. I cannot believe that I had to hear the top five reasons. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Brady has done more. Okay, he threw for 21 out of 32, McCarron did. The Bengals still lost the game. Do you ever realize and understand, Mr. Yahoo Sports Writer, that the Bengals have not won a playoff game since January of 1991? The Pats have dominated going back to the decade of the 2000s. I caramba. I guess we, I guess we found our first, um, our first sports drive hump of the week. I think we were so. thinking about having some awards. Oh, the big win dropped. The big win did drop. Uh oh, technical difficulties. That happens. I just can't believe. I just can't believe he's that he said that. Probably because he says, "Oh, he'll hit me with this." Oh yeah, but that's because the Patriots cheated their way. They did Spygate. They did Deflategate. There's no proof of deflated footballs. I'd say to him, and what you know, come on. And what about the Spygate? Okay, they paid a million dollar fine. What do you or what do you expect? Well, if there wasn't a deflated, if there wasn't deflated footballs, why the hell did it take seven months to make a freaking decision? Exactly, man. Exactly. It took them till took Goodell until them until September for the judge to say that Brady was going to win this battle, and I knew Brady was going to win because he was not going to go down uh. without a fight. But I don't want to get too much into it because Josh knows how sick he was of the flake game. <laughs> I swear to God, man. That that damn topic was so overblown, like the Donald Sterling thing. At least I can understand people's rage towards Donald Sterling, but this was so freaking ridiculous. It was but ridiculous. I would have been, I, I, I been shocked if that the flake game started to be true because, hey, this is a team that had Spygate, so. Deflate gate was really, really bad, and I and I can tell you that not to try to talk too much about it because we're talking about the, the difference between Brady and McCarron. When I went to Boston, yeah. everybody, when I went, like I told Josh this, and everybody, since we've been doing this for a few weeks since you all are joining us, since I'm a high, huge New England sports fan, love Boston sports, love Boston so much, I went there, and I can tell you one thing, that there, when I was there, the mood was anger. A lot of people were so angry with what had happened there because of the whole situation and how it was ongoing. And I remember by the when Goodell made the decision that Brady was going to get suspended four games, that came about the time when I was just about almost that I was close to getting set to go to Boston. And uh, like I was in the process of packing up for my trip, but other than that, though, the Patriots have always handled the situation with controversies very well, even though I know that the Patriots, in my view, from what everybody else says about them, they are the most hated team in the NFL, probably up there with the Dallas Cowboys. But I think years later, people realize and understand, look at all the success they did. Tom Brady came to the Patriots to win, and when he came there, a lot of people weren't sure about what this guy was going to be like. What was he going to be about? But when he came in in 01, he took over as the Patriots starter, and he was phenomenal, even though there was all that controversy about the uh, the snowball game and the fumble that was 
ruled against the Oakland Raiders, but they have been the team that's dominated the 2000s. For McCarron, he's got a long way to go in this league, in the NFL. Like I've always said, come talk yeah. to me. The guy wins four or five Super Bowls, then you can start talking with me. Otherwise, explain yourself to me. <laughs> explain yourself, damn it. Yeah. Explain yourself to me. I just I couldn't believe that when you read that. I saw that when I had to. Yeah. We were going over the outline of events that we were talking about for today's show. I just, oh my gosh. Why say that? Because the media is jealous of Brady and jealous about what what the guy has accomplished. Even though I know, Josh, you get so sick of all the biasness toward the. Uh, I don't think biasness is a word, but everybody is so biased toward the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. About how, oh, if they don't win a game, there's panic in Boston and all of New England. I can say this, too, that when people have judged this team, when they lost their two games to Denver and to Philadelphia, sure, there was some a little bit of anger from Patriots Nation. But you know what I basically mm-hmm. said? I just said to myself, i got to relax. Everybody needs to relax. The Patriots are going to be fine. They're going to get it done. They're going to be all right. They're going to be there. And right now, everybody's happy because now they're back to being the number one seed right now in the AFC, still leading that AFC. But there's still a lot of unfinished business left in the AFC. And, of course, I know seedings can change very, very quickly in the National Football League. Let me ask you, I'm sorry. Yes, I am back, and guess what? There was no wind. Now the wind is starting to blow briskly out of the west at about 80 knots. Oh, boy. Yeah, let me ask you this. Do you think, all right, so what was this about Tom Brady you were saying here, Sean? Do you think that uh, there's jealousy among Tom Brady? I think there can be. You know, there's so much among- jealousy jealousy from the media that people, you know, that, that people who dislike him, especially that Indianapolis sports writer who came out and said that the Patriots used 11 out of 12 footballs for uh, PSI. And when you had to leave, mm-hmm. Josh, and I have to agree with Josh that I was tired of it too. We couldn't spend a lot of time always talking about Deflategate because it was getting annoying to Josh. It was getting annoying to me and to everybody because, it, you know what, I have to say when this year closes, I'm thinking about how long of an off season it was after New England won. Actually, going back to January, it was a long eight months. I, yeah. Long yeah, eight I months think, of I just most, proof. I think most heterosexual males are jealous of Tom Brady because of what he <laughs> has in life. Sure. I wish I could have Tom Brady for one hour. You know, I... I'm, I'm gonna get ripped for this, but I'm not really that attracted to his wife. So, like you can right. say, oh, I'm jealous of his personal or sexual life. I kind of shrug my shoulders. I, I don't know. She's not for me. I, 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 I think Tony Romo. In my opinion, I think but, Tony Romo's. I think Tony <laughs> Romo's wife is the most attractive in the NFL. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, you but, know, the only okay. the only green, only thing I agree in that Yahoo Sports article was that AJ McCarron's wife is definitely hotter than. Tom Brady's <laughs> Oh, yeah. I rem- that girl is freaking hot. And, but we have to say this, too, oh, Frank. When, Frank, when you're having your technical difficulties, I was telling Jock this, people. too, that the Cincinnati Bengals are still hit with their jinx and a curse, and that is ending yeah. playoff misery. This is a team, January of 1991. Next year, it's a quarter century since the Bengals' last playoff win. It's on their minds. It's on their minds to say, 
just once. Just give us a playoff win. And you know what? When we get to the playoff predictions and we get to the Bengals, I will have to really think hard and debate if I want to pick the Bengals because Cincinnati always gets to the playoffs and then they lose. If it's if it's the first round, if it's a wild card, or if it's a, a divisional playoff game, they lose, and they're still hit with the jinx. It's probably worse to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan because at least you know your team's not going to the playoffs in December. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, well, look, we're in the playoffs. There is some hope. All of a sudden, year after year, the hope uh, <laughs> bottoms out. Although it can't be as worse as of going to four straight Super Bowls like the Buffalo Bills. Come I'm on. Sure, I'm sure Bengal fans would say, hey, Josh, there's hope. The Bengals are in the playoffs. There's hope. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, before we wrap up the show today, time for that if, uh, final segment, the final thought. What was your guys' thoughts on today's show? We'll start off with uh, the big win. The big Gale Force win. Let's see. We bashed. We let's see. We bashed Skippy. We got into this article. I thought that was my... fine today. I thought it was funny. No, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We we bashed Skippy. Yeah. Check. We got into this great, interesting article. Mm-hmm. Check. I got my say about Pete Rose. Check. We talked about Monday Night Football, which Josh, you don't care about anymore. Check. I thought it was a great show. Great show. Did I miss anything? Sorry, man. No, uh, great all around. Just the fact that we're we're good on you know staying on time, and we're thanking you all the time for making us a part of your day with what we have to come out with. Uh, thank you so much, Bill, for calling in and getting into the debate that we had about the Pete Rose uh, conflicting, uh, well, yeah, conflicting situation for Major League Baseball, which is now 26 going on 27 years. So no uh, expectation yeah. for Pete Rose. I thought we were very, very good. We were staying on topic. We were being topical. We were uh, making sure there were times I, I was close to, you know, doing some interrupting. But of course, I had to uh, hold that in, hold my thoughts in until everybody else had their say on key important issues. But like I've always said, time after time, day after day, and week after week, and month after month, uh, we're getting better every time we do the show. And that's what it's about. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Practice, practice, practice. Because the more you do it, the better off you'll be to correct your blunders and mistakes. But it was a fantastic show. I I had a great time. The Skip Bayless Bash Hour, classic as always. And uh, props to Josh because he does a sensational job of getting us prepared and getting us ready to go every morning when we have to discuss it. And it's always an honor to have Frank Sprankle on there because I always enjoy Thank hearing you. his sports perspective. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. We'll be ready to go on Thursday. I don't have any bowling That's tomorrow, Thursday. by the way. Yeah, no bowling. Oh, I don't have to do bowling. Yeah. Don't worry. Bowling is January oh, 20th. January 20th. It won't be that far. And then the bowling master, which is me, will go right back at it and get some strikes. Sean will be starring in the next. Sean will be starring in the movie coming out in 2017 called The Gutterball Adventures. Starring. Ew! I don't want to be man. Oh no! Well, you know what? If I'm Gutterball Adventures, at least I'll win the Academy Award or a Golden Globe Award. (laughs) Okay, Skip Bayless. (laughs) You're going to say you're going to win an award. You're you're going to win an award. (laughs) Teasing. Teasing. I don't know. Am I going to win an award? Anyway, who uh, cares about that? I think Frank could win an award. The Lifetime Achievement Award goes to Frank Sprinkle. <laughs> Look, 
You might as well it's just give me a new price. Next month, jeez, son. I know, but 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 his achievements are great. Are are the young award, the young award man, or something? Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> I'm a loser. God. I'm more of a loser than you are. I'm or, a loser. Or give it to what? Josh. Josh could use the awards too. Give Josh Lopez uh-huh. an award. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway, with that being said, ready to go for Thursday. Yeah, Thursday should be a lot of fun, as always. We need a day um, off. I'll be on air. I'm going to be on air tomorrow. My journey of 15 hours of radio continues. Um, by the way, um, for those that don't know, um, I recently got contacted by ESPN recruitment guy, and there may be a potential that I'll be having a job interview with uh, ESPN 1000 on Thursday. So, I'll keep you guys posted on social media if that interview, that job interview does happen, then we'll have to unfortunately cancel the Thursday show. But uh, I'll keep you guys informed with that. So uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Sports Drive. Da Sports Drive. Uh, also follow Sean at Twitter at Sean Man SWR. Follow Frank at Twitter at Jock JRL Frank. I'm at Twitter at WZ Josh Lopez. Join me tomorrow for episode 146 of the Pro Wrestling Experience on ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time, which makes it 11 a.m. to 2 in the East Coast. If you live in the West, figure it out for yourself. Oh, come on. Well, what do you mean, come on? It's the Pacific Coast for crying out loud. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I live, yeah, Pacific Time. That would make it actually 9.56. And you've already figured it out. Yeah, and you get haircuts at freaking Walmart. On that note, no, we're going to wrap oh, it up geez. there. For Sean Mann and Frank Sprinkle, my name is Joshua Lopez. This has been the Sports Drive here on John Turner Radio. Hope you guys had a great time. Enjoy the show, and uh, reach reach out to us on social media. We'll talk to you on Thursday, hopefully. Goodbye, and have a great day. See you Thursday. Just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars.
gentlemen, I will see you Thursday. I have to go get some breakfast. I got some things to do, so I will let you go and talk to you on Thursday. Yeah, likewise. Sounds likewise. good. See ya. Hey, Enjoy the rest of your Frankie, day, Sean. Yeah, Frank, if we're doing this meeting, you'll have to add me to the Skype call. Sure, right, I'll do that. All right.